And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. This is the Hagman and Hagman Report for today. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. Global Star Radio Network is the primary broadcasting venue, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. That's the time, the place, of course, Global Star, YouTube Live, Blog Talk Radio, simulcast on all venues. We have two websites, Hagman and Hagman.com for show information, HagmanReport.com for news information analysis, show prep as I like to call it. So many headlines, so little time. Can you feel it? Can you feel the spiritual change? Can you feel the change in what's uh, the corner that we turn? Can you feel all of this? Can you feel the uh, the coming censorship? Or it's already here, I suppose. I'm going to I'm going to uh, push the envelope a little bit. Pro life, pro marriage anti-homosexual, anti-sodomite, anti-immigration, illegal immigration, pro-borders, pro-culture, pro-Christianity, anti-jihad, anti-Sharia. Jump in anytime, Joe. Hello. No, jump in. (laughs) Here's what we want to do. Let's dispense with all of the words that will ban us, that will demonetize our content because we are offending the sensibilities of YouTube slash Google. <clears throat> yeah. Let's uh, do that. Let's do, no, look, jump in. We are pro marriage. the list here. Pro marriage. Okay. Here's what is we happening. We are anti-abortion. There's a new advertiser-friendly policy introdu- introduced by YouTube to yes. demonetize content that is politically incorrect um, opinions or content that offends viewers. Now, I need a safe place to retreat to. Wait a second. Wait a second. I, I, uh, oh, wait. Rutgers or one of the universities has the. Yeah, no, th- This is how. No, this fine. is how sick, twisted, <clears throat> pussified, wussified, idiotic these progressive, mindless, communist bastards are in this country today that are ruining this country. And I'm sick and tired of it. We're not going to stand for it, and neither should you. That'll do it. So, come at us. And Hillary Rodham Clinton, you're a criminal. You should be taken off, in my view anyway, in chains and prison garb, in orange jumpsuit, thrown into the worst of the worst prisons, breaking rocks along with your, 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 um, uh, your, your, I don't even want to call him your husband. It's just my, Opinion, of course, because I, I certainly don't want to get sued for crying out loud, or worse, taken off the air. Yeah, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Yeah, this country, you, the progressive communist Democrats out there, have ruined this country, and in the process of ruining this country, and we let it happen on our watch. You all right? It's my daughter. She came into the studio. Did you hear that? Uh, 
Yeah, see, this country has is being laid to waste by the communist infiltrators, who the people who infiltrated this country, subsequent to the Second World War, the Illuminati, Luciferian, ball worship, Moloch worshiping, sodomite loving, perverse morons with no intellectual uh, reasoning powers whatsoever. You've ruined this country. And shame on you. But shame on us for allowing it to happen on our watch. And shame on us as Christians, as men, for allowing it to happen. And we cannot allow it to happen any further. You know what? Demonetize our... our you know what? Look, we are fighting the fight. See, I mentioned earlier that when Hillary, Diane Rodham, the witch, the yak Clinton, time for a yak roll. There we go. So I, I mentioned when she went after Jones on the alt-right, it's like a spilling a glass of wine on a white tablecloth. It, it spreads out. We're part of it. Okay. We're, we're part of that. We're part of that, uh, that, you know, they're coming after us. You, you see, they're trying to bankrupt us. And that's another thing. Let me tell you something. There are posers out there. Posers as Christians. Christians who are posing as Christians. Who are acting as the, the police, the judge, the jury, and the executioner saying, you, you, Hagman report, you guys, or Wiles, or whoever. Shame on you. You can't. You're not doing it right. You're false preachers. You're false teachers. You're doing you're whatever you are, but you're certainly not a, uh, a respectable Christian. They're fragging the friends because they've got nothing better to do. Because because what 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 prompts them is jealousy, envy, greed. Oh my gosh! How could he possibly? Being the moron that Hagman is, how could he possibly have a successful program, him and his son? And since we can't rise to that level ourselves, we can't build it ourselves, we choose not to build it ourselves, what we're going to do, we're going to tear them down! And you know what else we're going to do? We're going to get other people to throw monkey wrenches into their paths. That's right. Well, you might ask, how are they doing that? We're going to try to shut them up in other ways. See, here's what we're going to do. We are going to launch an initiative ourselves. We are going to bankrupt them. That's what's happening right now against us. I, I, I can, I'm sorry, I can't get into that further. But if you don't think for one second that you're you're on target, that you're a target of, of this, you're not immune to it, ladies and gentlemen listening to this. You're not immune to it. And I don't know if Donald Trump is the answer. He's certainly an answer, but he's not the answer. I can tell you what's not the answer, and that's the beast Hillary Rodham, the demonic, the yak, in my opinion, Clinton. That's not the answer. And I can tell you what else isn't the answer. These sniveling, whining, wussified, idiotic, moronic, uh, so-called self-professed accusing Christian brethren who say, well, well, you can't do that. You can't say that. You know, 
as far as as far as the ultimate authority, I turn to the Bible for all things spiritual. As far as the ultimate authority, I turn to the Constitution for all things legal. And if I want to get advice from anyone, I turn to Pastor David Langford, my brother Steve Quayle. And I'm proud of that. Very proud of that. Because no man can exist without, or should exist anyway, without fellowship, without guidance, without without that brotherhood of advice. But let me tell you something. Our days seem to be numbered. Not not on look. I'm I'm talking about on the commercial venues. Our days seem to be numbered. We're going to exist long after they think we're gone. We're going to exist. We're going to continue to exist because we're going to fight, and we're not going down without a fight. And let me tell you something. You bring the fight to us, you're going to get a fight. Because I don't back down. I don't have to think and, and spend a lot of time deciding whether I'm going to act. Trump, build the build the wall. Build the wall. And you know what? I'll help. Send me down there. I'll help. Joe will help. Actually, I'll send Joe down there. He can help. I'll drive the bus. Taking the, taking the illegals back. I'll drive, I'll, I'll be driving the bus. Opening the door, kicking people out at the border. Mm, mm. That's right. Mic up, Eric. Come on, and Get into this conversation. Tonight's program is open line, open frenzy. As I sit in my $10,000 suit. <laughs> uh, actually, since I get done, I'm going to go back to my mansion. I might take a helicopter. I don't know, or a limo. But, but you see, here's the here's the thing. This country has been ruined by the very people who have uh, who have we we have allowed to, to lead. This country has been ruined ruined by the uh, McCain's and the Bushes and the Clintons and all these these. Are you okay? I, I, I know you're over there. You're kind of saying, well, 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 "You're gonna shut up." Uh, the, the, the people on both sides of the of uh, the political aisle. It doesn't matter. Republican, Democrat doesn't matter anymore. Never did really. It's all one brotherhood under the Luciferian globalist system. And if you think I'm riled up right now, you should see me earlier. I'm calmed down, like really, a lot since I was earlier. But you've you've laid this country to waste. Look at look at your your prize city, Obama, Barry of, of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel. Hey, how good? How well is gun control working there? When right now you've had more murders in Chicago than New York and L.A. combined. How's that working out for you? Pretty good, right? How's the war on drugs working? Huh? How's that little sham working? You know, I never thought I'd say this. But the one agency, I believe, having worked with... No, no, no I'm going to be very careful with what I say here. Having 
cooperated as an investigator and worked with agents of the Drug Enforcement Agency. Get rid of that, that, that money grubbing antiquated agency. Get rid of it. The EPA. Get rid of the EPA. The, the NEA. Get rid of the NEA. Hey, YouTube. Check the, hey, JD, check the monetization here. How are we doing? Have we been demonetized yet? It's coming. But we have something others don't. We have something that the other media doesn't, and that's supporters. The people that, that, people that have supported us and do support us, and I don't take that lightly, and, and thank God for you people. And people like Minuteman Stove. Minutemanstove.com. Support our advertisers. Support our, our people who, who advertise with us. And you can advertise too. Just check our website for, for the advertising opportunities there. But see, as like-minded Christians, we all need to band together and we have to say enough is enough is enough. And yes, it is, and as I said before, and I'll say it again, this country does not have a problem with intolerance. This country has a problem with too much tolerance. We tolerate too much crap. We tolerate the, the murder of unborn children. And don't, don't tell me it's a fetus or a clump of tissues. It's a child, unborn child. And, and in my view, anyway, life begins at, uh, at conception. Now, you want to argue that point, you go right ahead. But, but talk to the hand. Is, is that still something? Or is that, no? My daughter, no? My daughter just said, no, that's a fail. Epic fail, whatever that means. And, and she said, oh my gosh, just stop. Apparently, I'm, apparently I must have offended somebody here. Just getting, I'm getting some feedback saying, well, I mean, this is why I don't stick around for this stuff. Bye bye. Don't let the whore, so. Boy, don't let the send the yak across. Go ahead. Don't let the door hit you on the on the rear end on the way out. Can you tell? Oh, look, I, you know I'm I'm looking forward to to some decompression time here. I really am. I I think I think right now is uh, you, you know you, you, look. People say, well, I don't need to be yelled at. I, I guess, no, you don't need to be yelled at. And I'm not yelling at you. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do is is awaken that spirit within everyone. And I know you've got it. Where you say, you know, enough is enough. And, and you know, I've, rather than placate the people who take us down, who, who constantly say that we're wrong, rather than, than try to be Mr. Nice Guy, and pretend I don't have an opinion just to keep the peace. I've got to now make my opinion known. Because acquiescence many times is, or silence, I'm sorry, many times is mistaken for acquiescence or for tolerance or, or for being, you know, accepting a certain behavior or a certain uh, uh, view. You know, I just want to thank all the police officers out there as well that, that are standing in in the face of danger. I know that we've got a lot of police officers that listen to this broadcast every night. And Officer Sean, thank you so much for what you do. I want to thank each and every one of you for standing up 
and uh, honestly, I, I, you've got a job that that I once thought I wanted to be a, a police officer until I, until I grew up, and, and I realized that, man, that you couldn't pay me enough to do that. To that, you talk about a, a job that's <laughs> that's thankless, and I and I have many friends that are that are police officers in, in the state and federal levels, but. But I guess the what I'm saying is is uh, you've got now a leadership in that specifically in the executive branch, um, the community activist in the in the uh, uh, executive branch has now created a hostile work environment for each and every one of our officers to the point where we you know we've seen it in Dallas, we've seen it elsewhere, where the the assassinations is open season on police officers and they take. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was, I heard Milo talking. Joe, Milo from, uh, you know, I don't agree with his, a lot of things. I don't agree with his lifestyle, but he was talking about, uh, you know, black lives don't matter. Really, black lives don't matter to black lives matter. If they did, they would be talking about, uh, <clears throat> why 94% of blacks are killed at the hands of other blacks. Why 75% of the, um, Black children grow up without fathers in their household. Oh, believe me, the whites have their problems too, and the Asians and all the other minorities. We've got our problems as well. But see, white lives matter now, as you pointed out yesterday. Joe is now a a, a, uh, classified as a hate group. Yeah, and there's some other information that has come out dealing with Black Lives Matter. this article from yesterday on Zero Hedge talks about the latest Gucci for leak that reveals what Democrats really thinks of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you're being used. To everyone who happens to fall upon this program by accident with, associated with Black Lives Matter, you're nothing more than a pawn. You're a dupe. And you know, beyond that, you're, you're really a moron. Okay? <laughs> you're being used. By the, the George Soros's, by the Hillary, Diane Rodham, the Clintons, by, by those people. You're being used. Go ahead, Joe. The hacker known as Guccifer 2.0 recently uploaded new material to his website, which claims to have been received courtesy of Nancy Pelosi's personal computer. The new release includes several internal memos from the DCCC staff, as well as talking points on various topics. Now, in the... Um, release here, there are memos from Nancy Pelosi's personal computer to uh, DCC staff where it talks about the Black Lives Matter movement and how to engage and handle the movement. And here are some of the standout points in the uh, leaked information. One, they say that uh, they lay out how the presidential candidates have struggled to respond to tactics of the Black Lives Matter movement while there has been little engagement with House candidates. Uh, they, they go on to say this email should not be handed out to anybody outside the building uh, and it should be kept confidential. But they give a best practices for how to handle um, Black Lives Matter, what they want, their taxes, tactics, and their message and how the media as well as the politicians should uh, deal with these groups and what sticks out here uh, and is interesting is that 
What the memo notes is that presidential candidates have struggled to respond to tactics of the movement. They refer to the movement as a radical movement to end anti-black racism. They also warn not to use trigger phrases like all lives matter or black on black crime. The memo goes on to offer the following background tactics and best practices when dealing with black lives matter. Um, and what they talk about in the background, they say that um, they want a radical movement to end anti-black racism. Though police abuses are a central component, the founders view the movement more boldly. They want to reform the criminal justice system through sentencing reform, ending the prison industrial conflicts, and to end police brutality, the killing of unarmed African Americans, like the acquittal of George Zimmerman is written here, they want to collect data on police shootings and demilitarize the p- demilitarization of police. I find that one interesting as their movement has caused Obama to call for a federalization of police. Well, don't forget, Joe, they also, the, 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 there are, there's dissension among the ranks. A lot, you know, just like any other organization, you've got different factions pulling in different directions. So you're right, but go on. They also talk in here, um, about how to, interact with the Black Lives Matter uh, activists. If approached by BLM activists, campaign staff should offer to meet with local activists. The BLM attendees should be limited uh, personal or small group meetings. Listen to their concerns. Don't offer support for concrete policy positions and use your staff to meet with activists. It says be a partner and lead from behind. BLM needs partners to achieve their agenda, and they want to be part of the conversation. However, BLM activists don't want their movements co-opted by the Democratic Party. They're leery of politicians who hijack their message to win campaigns. Again, what's the message? Don't say all lives matter or mention black-on-black crime. This is in big, bold letters here. Um, they are viewed as red herring attacks. This response will garner, garner additional media scrutiny and only anger BLM activists. This is the worst response. And they go on to give uh, a little bit on what to say to the media and how to handle the media. And here are those points. Many communities in America feel unfairly targeted by police, and it's an issue that requires addressing. Explores reforms to ensure officers are properly trained and don't infringe on citizens' rights. Hold police accountable to their actions when it is clear when there is a clear case of wrongdoing a history of systematic racism continues to confront the daily lives of african americans the country must look for ways to address this legacy and make sure african americans feel they are treated with fairness and dignity now that's not the only controversial memo that came out of um, nancy pelosi's uh, computer there was another one released oh here it is uh, yes. There's two, actually. One was about the members of the lack of Hispanic staff at the DCCC, particularly yep. at senior levels, and um, they get into some of that. But let me pull up the article I had from yesterday because this was well, really I could, good. I can Nancy Pelosi right memo. Yeah, this is about the Iraq War withdrawal. Oh, okay. And okay. I didn't know this you had is that. Very one. interesting, um, Nancy Pelosi memo. Obama-Iraq withdrawal created Islamic State. An internal Democratic Party memo alleged to be hacked from Nancy Pelosi's personal computer and posted by hacker Guccifer 
2.0, seems to agree with Donald Trump's sentiments that the policies of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama helped to create the Islamic State. In short, our invasion created the atmosphere for a Jordanian to start a Muslim sectarian war, which ultimately created ISIS, states an October 2, 2014 memo from Mike Ryan, policy director for the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DCCC. The memo titled ISIS Backgrounder was clearly attempting to first blame the creation of the Islamic State on the Bush administration's invasion of Iraq in 2003, a war supported by Clinton. ISIS did not exist as an organization until June 2014. However, the memo details the situation worsened after U.S. troops left Iraq, helping quickly deteriorate the situation further. Unmentioned is that the bulk of the withdrawal of U.S. forces from Iraq took place under the Obama administration and was complete by December of 2011. The memo further relates to ISIS is armed with U.S.-made weapons seized from Iraqi troops. The weapon seizures took place largely after the U.S. withdrew from Iraq. Regarding the creation of ISIS, the memo states, When the U.S. invaded Iraq in 2003, we triggered a massive insurgency against our presence. Around this time, a Jordanian ex-convict named Zakari traveled to Iraq with one goal, to establish a religious state for Sunni Muslims. Zakari was killed by American forces in 2006. His successors now lead the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. The memo further outlines the origins of some of the terrorist group's weapons and details the number of fighters ISIS was thought to possess in the time around October 2014. Now, this month, Donald Trump had said ISIS is honoring President Obama during one of his rallies. He also went on to say he is the founder of ISIS. He is the founder of ISIS, okay? He founded ISIS, and I would say the co-founder would be crooked Hillary Clinton. That's what Donald Trump says. Now, this email from Nancy Pelosi's hack computer reveals that their own party, top politicians, feel the same way. And Pelosi knew about Benghazi. She knew it was a lie. Pelosi is a is a liar. Folks, this universe is comprised of what? Protons, neutrons, electrons, and in Pelosi's case, morons. We're going to be right back. You stay with us for another segment. Hagman and Hagman. News analysis coming right up on the other side of the break. By the way, by the way, we need to band together, every, each and every one of us, and fight the New World Order encroachment. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report on this uh in this edition, hopefully you're you're listening via Global Star, Blog Talk Radio, or watching us live on YouTube. Want to just say welcome to everyone listening. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I want to remind everyone two different websites: Hagman and Hagman.com for show show information, and HagmanReport.com for show prep. And um, you know, right before the break, Joe was talking about a number of issues that Guccifer 2.0, the hack documents, the leaked documents from Pelosi's own computer that includes the fact that they knew about Benghazi, the attacks, it was a lie. Now things are being, things are, you can see where 
everything is coming to light now. Isn't that something? And expect more. We told you about this before to expect more. More is coming before we move on. Tonight's broadcast brought to you by Minuteman Stove. Minutemanstove.com. That's Minutemanstove.com. Folks, if you're, if you're of the prepping mindset, definitely visit Minutemanstove.com. You, you see, you need this item to, Really, you need this item to cook your long-term storable foods or alternatively to use in the field, whether you're, hey, you could be working construction. Look, I, I, I was talking to a guy that, that is actually using this for, in his construction, construction site to, to boil water for, he drinks tea. I don't know why, but anyway. So, uh, he boils the water on this, on the stove. Now I know there's an easier way to do it. Just run down to the 7-Eleven for a, Boiling or hot, hot cup of water, but but I uh, you know look this uh, th- this is a great item. The Miniman stove, self-contained, seals airtight for travel for storage. It's the only self-contained rocket stove on the market. This separates it from all others. Minutemanstove.com. That's Minutemanstove.com. Tell them the Hagman and Hagman report sent you. You know it's interesting because during the break I just scanned a couple of emails. And say, oh, you can't be so angry. My goodness, the anger there. Oh, wow. You know. Well, folks, look, if you're not righteously angry, you're not paying attention. Now, I'm not addressing critics. I'm addressing the mindset of some of the, the people that, that I see that we deal with every day. And it's always the same thing. If you, oh, my goodness, if you just you're not thinking rationally and you're you're acting reacting emotionally no 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 it's not a reaction an emotional reaction it's a, it's a righteous anger against the against the insipid nature of the globalists who have thrust down our throats their ways and their lies you see what Joe is talking about the lies are being exposed the lies are obvious the lies from Pelosi anytime any any of these these people open their mouths in Washington inside the beltway they are lying to you we've got in islamic infiltration huma abedin uh muslim brotherhood connections lying at the left or right hand side i don't know which side of the bed uh, eric is huma abedin take and hillary there's hillary and then there's huma i'm not sure who's got which side of the bed i guess it really doesn't matter i, I probably hillary would be uh, on the left side of huma although you know that's who knows but nonetheless What's that in the middle? They're both in the middle. <laughs> I won't say what I was thinking, but, but but see, but see, if you're if you're not, in my view, if you're not, even as an American, even as a conservative American, uh, but as, especially as a Christian conservative in America, if you're not righteously angry, then you're not paying attention. You're not alive. You you, you don't. The, the opposite of love is not hate. In in, in my view, it's indifference. If you don't think about that, if you're indifferent to something, meaning you you don't care about something, right? So, I mean, I, I'm indifferent to a lot of things, and, and like, you know, the 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 people who I, I I do show a lot of indifference to people, to to people who are walking around sanctimoniously thinking that that they've got all the answers, because I certainly don't have all the answers. They might, they think they 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 might. And they're certainly quick to write and speak about it and to denigrate, you know, the truth tellers and the alternative media. And see, that's another fight that we're fighting because a lot of, and folks, I want to be just perfectly honest here because part of the equation that we're, part of the enemy we're facing are wolves that are, 
understand this. They're wolves. They are on the side of the Clintons and the globalists and the anti-Christians. They're posing as Christians. They're posing as conservatives. But what they're doing is they're causing chaos and disruption in the alternative media. And they're, they're in under the pretext of being correct, under the pretext of having better solutions or answers, or under the pretext of trying to expose some sort of perverted um, tactics of, of the alternative media. You know, some say, oh, all you guys are, you know, see your fear mongering and poor, your, your, your fear mongers and, and, and fear porn and this is how you make money and sell survival food and, uh, gear or, or gold and silver and the, the advertising and, you know, to support your lavish lifestyle. Well, the last time I looked, we did not have a lavish lifestyle. And even if we did, in, you know, to me, what the the people the the wolves the the ankle biters the people who are out there to take down the truth tellers in the alternative media are equally um I'll use the word again insipid and, and a part of the problem as those people who are overtly and in some cases worse than the those who are overtly antagonistic and and critical. And the reason I mention this is because each one of us, I believe, if you're listening to this, and I don't care if you're listening to this in Europe or the UK or or in the United States or Canada. See, the the worst part of this, folks, is the fact that you're gonna you're gonna experience this yourself. Whether it's gonna be within your family, within your church, within your job employment area, within your whatever, you're gonna experience this yourself. So please understand that um, um, that this is going to that you're gonna, you're going to have this and you're going to have this fight brought to you. And, and many people say, "Well, I'm ready for the fight." And they, they don't go out looking for a fight. The fight is coming to you. In some cases, it's already here. And um, there's so many headlines, though. Uh, there's so many headlines that speak of the coming tyranny. There's so many headlines that are setting us up for, in my view, anyway. For uh, uh, t- uh, for the, the coming chaos, the chaos that is on the horizon. Well, let's go back to the the YouTube story. Um, we did not get into the particulars, but uh, the new advertiser friendly policy introduced by YouTube will punish those who express politically incorrect opinions or dare to offend viewers by demonetizing their content. Now, folks who uh, have YouTube channels <clears throat> understand what the monetization is. And demonetization is when you create a YouTube video and post it on your channel, you have the option to insert ads. And the more people who view your video, the more revenue you you can generate from those ads. And, and you know, just to, just to add, just to insert my ad here, we certainly wish we didn't have to do that. But but see, that pays the infrastructure part of the infrastructure. Although we have support coming in, it's deficient. Uh, but nonetheless, we, we, we thank, we thank everyone. But, but see, Joe, I, I would love to be able to say, no, we don't need any of that because that's a hassle and, and, and that's annoying to the max and we don't want that, but it doesn't pay a lot. No, no, but it still takes care of some of the fees that we have to pay as broadcasters. But go ahead. So these new rules, um, already have sparked an outcry from the YouTube community and there is a separate article. There's one on InfoWars that lays out the, um, Yep. the details of this, but there is also on on the website Mediate, 
there are um, people who have posted to taken to Twitter about their their videos that were already demonetized and for what reasons. But the uh, back to the Infowars article, it says controversial or sensitive subjects and events, including subjects related to war, political conflicts, natural disasters, and tra- tragedies. Um, can be uh, demonetized content. Now, this is from YouTube. Content that is considered inappropriate for advertising. One, sexually suggestive content, including partial nudity and sexual humor. Okay. Two, violence, including displaying of serious injury and events related to violent extremism. Okay. Three, inappropriate language, including harassment, profanity, and vulgar language. Four, promotion of drugs and regulated substances, including selling, use, and abuse of such items. And last, controversial or sensitive subjects and events, including subjects related to war, political conflicts, natural disasters, and tragedies, even if graphic imagery is not shown. That's right. If any of the above describes any portion of your video, then the video may not be approved for monetization. If monetization is approved, your video may not be eligible for all available ad formats, YouTube reserves the right not to monetize a video, as well as suspend monetization features on a channel mm-hmm. that repeatedly submit videos violating our policies. So, and and they can do and this. They here's some of the examples down. from uh, people. Uh, the Young yeah, Turks had 12 of their videos from August demonetized. Um, another uh, guy on YouTube named Drunk Uncle. Uh, nice says, name. decided that YouTube is keeping his allowance until we stop upsetting his bartender. Another guy got his videos demonetized because he was talking about depression. Um, but, but the more blatant of all is the anti-Christian, anti-Christian conservative Well, no, segment. yeah. Uh, one of these YouTube um, disabled ads, because of somebody doing an ad about the acne, they say, uh, you know... Oh, it could they make show the, feel, the you know, YouTube... Response to these uh, videos, and the the one about the acne says, due to YouTube's ad revenue shifting landscape towards more advertiser friendly content, one or more of your videos have been disabled for monetization. And then it says, you know, why? Uh, you know, video title. Uh, one of this is talking about a video game. You know, why this is a good game? And they say reason. It's a controversial topic. Well, well Joe, and- I mean, and this these are just a few examples, but. Um, like I said, a guy's depression video, a guy talking about a video game. Um, but see, those are candy butt oh, examples. Oh, they are. They okay. are. No, no, we're talking the, about... But the Young the, Turks is an example of the political... Um, I mean, 12 of their videos from August have already been demonetized for political censorship reasons. Of course. And, and there it is. And, and you might say, well, well, YouTube is, is a privately owned closed corporation or a privately owned corporation at the end of the day. That's their living room. They can censor. Hey, by the way, Doug, you censor in your chat room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I do. Or, or, or I, I ask that it be done. I don't personally, I don't, I never see the chat basically. So, but yeah, I do. And you know, you know why? You know what? You know what I ask to be censored? The individuals who come in there intent on causing strife and chaos. That's all. You can say, I believe the earth is flat. I don't care. I really don't care. It's not, but, but you know what? I mean, it, it, it's, but, but if you do it to disrupt and to annoy, to harass, yeah, it, no, don't do that. Don't be a, don't be an idiot. Okay. 
But, but to segue into into pile on with what you said, Joe, when you look at why all of this is happening, and folks listen carefully here to this, because the incestual political media is behind a lot of this. The the the, the media, and you know this is ba- is bought and paid for by the Clinton crime cartel. But listen to me carefully here. You might say, "Well, that's that's a hyper." hyperbolic statement. Give me some examples. You've got, number one, NBC senior deputy political editor Mark Murray. He's married to Clinton or to Obama appointee Sasha Johnson, who also worked for CNN, who is the chief of staff at the FAA. Did you follow me? Follow the bouncing ball now. Let me repeat that. NBC senior deputy political editor. That's the guy who decides what goes in, what goes out. Uh, It stays out of the politics part of NBC. He's married to Obama appointee Sasha Johnson, who also worked for CNN, who's the chief of staff at the FAA. Oh, wait, ABC? Well, their news executive producer, Ian Cameron, is married to Susan Rice. Where did, where did I hear that name before? Hey, Susan Rice, the national security advisor. And remember, she's the one that spouted off the, uh, the false, fictitious... Uh, fantasy about Benghazi. CBS President David Rhodes is the brother of Ben Rhodes, Obama's Deputy National Security Advisor for Strategic Communications, and is an advisor on the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action with Iran. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah it's all fair. And then ABC News correspondent Claire Shipman, married to former White House Press Secretary Jay Carney, that little green, green behind the ears. The, uh, Lay off the purple stick, Doug. All right. ABC News and Univision reporter Matthew Jaffe is married to Kathy or Katie Hogan, Obama's deputy press secretary. Yeah, let's keep it all in the family, shall we? And ABC President Ben Sherwood is the brother of Obama's special advisor, Elizabeth Sherwood. Aren't there any people out there who aren't related to this, this criminal cabal, this mob? No. Apparently not. CNN President Virginia Mosley, married to former Hillary Clinton Deputy Secretary Tom Needs, Nides, Needis, whatever. Associated uh, people, but not necessarily uh, interrelated or re- directly related. You got George Stephanopoulos, Clinton's White House Communications Director and Press Secretary at ABC News as an anchor there. You've got PBS Chief of Staff Julie Ambender, Clinton's Deputy Director of OPA and DOJ Comcast. Do you hear about this one? Go ahead. The, uh, Fire away. Matt Lauer will moderate the first Clinton, forum yep. between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Oh, I can't wait for that. And it's an uh, hour. Standing, it's an hour. They're going to appear separately, Joe. This Obama and or uh, Obama, uh, Trump and Clinton are going to appear separately. Answer questions lobbed by Matt. Where is Matt Lauer? Where in the world is Matt Lauer? Yeah, and he um, apparently has ties to the Clinton Foundation. No, you don't say. Yeah, he does. Oh, be still my heart. See, it all goes back to, and we told you this earlier, it all goes back to the Clinton Foundation as well. It's worth noting that Lauer is listed as a notable past member on the Clinton Global Initiative website, along with Anderson Cooper and Katie Kirk. In the past, the Clinton Foundation official has said that the journalists who are part of the foundation were never asked to pay the $20,000 member fee. In 2012, they reclassified members of the media who participate as guests rather than members to acknowledge the distinction, they say, and, and to uh, 
get away from any uh, stink of, of collaboration between the two. And, you know, it, it does, it is very deep. Um, the, the media and corporate and government marriages, literal marriages from personal, uh, uh, relationships to the business relationships that is, we're seeing with the TPP now as Obama's looking to ratify this himself just as he is looking to ratify and, and implement the climate Paris Accord. But what we see here is uh, something that's been going on for a long time, the interrelationship between media and politics and the misleading of American people, uh, the, their information. And, you know, what's being said is that the TPP is the endgame strategy to curtail American sovereignty and establish global corporate dominance. And they're going to do this. Um, they started with NAFTA. They're going to end with the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And the media is lobbying for the TPP, as well as Hillary Clinton. As we see just the constant attacking of Donald Trump and, and his policies and objectives by the mainstream media. They even went so far today in the New York Times to link Julian Assange of WikiLeaks to Russia, even though in the article, which they say is buried deep in the article, the only hard news is that American officials say Mr. Assange and WikiLeaks probably have no direct ties to Russia or Russian intelligence services, while throughout the rest of the article they go on to talk about uh, Vladimir Putin and how uh, what's missing from Assange's leaks is any uh, dirt on Vladimir Putin, and they try to tie WikiLeaks to uh, to Russia as well as Donald Trump Trump to Russia, saying that Putin is basically Trump's handler. But then they go on to say that there is no link between WikiLeaks and sure, Russia sure. in the article. And and a lot of this is is planted. A lot of this information is planted, and it's. It's BS. You know, we've been getting a lot of news, and I want to address this too. A lot of uh, people are saying, hey, did you hear about the backdoor ammo ban? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Is it true? Is it true? Remember we mentioned this yesterday the, 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 with the claim that the ATF reclassified the wetted nitrocellulose as a high explosive back in June of, of this past year. Now, is that true? Yes, that is definitely true. And some say that will lead to a backdoor uh, ammo restrict- restriction. So w- what happened was the ATF reclassified this wetted nitrocellulose as a high explosive from a, um, um, uh, I don't want to say non-explosive, there, there's, there's a term for it. But uh, um, now, what does this do? Well, there is an issue here that will affect ammunition purchases or has the capability of affecting ammunition purchases and banning and such. This has to do with how the ATF regulates a chemical compound, and that is nitrocellulose. Now, since day one, essentially, um, the firearm industry has been allowed to store, transport, uh, well, store and transport, I guess, 
this whited nitrocellulose without having to treat it as a high explosive. And, and the makers, the creators, the manufacturers, uh, deliberately mix the chemical compound with water to make it less volatile, essentially. All right. Now, that, that's a very simplified explanation here. So what the ATF did was, okay, at the instructions of Barry Satoro, the community activist, communist, plant, Muslim sympathizer, Muslim prayer rug-dragging, knuckle-dragging uh, uh, guy in the White House, what he decided to do is instruct the ATF to reclassify wetted nitrocellulose. Well, and the ATF dutifully complied. Or is in the process thereof. What's, what's taking place right now, there, it's, it's pending. The entire reclassification is pending. Now, it's actually pending industry input before the reclassification. Will it be reclassified? 90% sure, yes. Um, actually, nitrocellulose, wetted nitrocellulose was classified as non-explosive, which made the transport and storage and such easier and less less restrictive than it being classified as a high explosive by ATF standards. So what does this all mean? Are the people crying, hey, this is a backdoor ammo ban? Are they correct? Well, they could be, depending on what the ATF decides. And yes, the ATF is going to decide. My estimation, based on my research and studies, that yeah, they're going to they're going to reclassify this component. Well, what's going to be the blowback? Well, it's going to create a lot of difficulties, and I'm really simplifying this. I don't really think it needs um, too much more, but um, right now, the blowback so far has caused the ATF to rescind or to reconsider. I'm not saying it's caused the ATF to reconsider the decision and at least temporarily put a stop to their ruling in order to get the opinions from the man- of the manufacturers and ammo dealers and such. Now, there was an addendum to the June announcement. And don't forget, we're talking about something that happened back in June. And that did appear that made it on, uh, I believe it was Guns and Ammo or one of the similar websites. And I, got, I was notified of that back in June. Looked at it and I thought, okay, well, you know, there, there's still... The jury's still out on this. Is there, is there a backdoor ammo ban? I mean, is, is this what it's att- attempting to be? Yes, I believe that to be the case. So, really quickly, the the situation is this: we are going to. You've seen the ban of ammunition or or the artificial artificial shortage of ammunition through the purchases uh, of the government purchases. Remember when you couldn't walk into Walmart and buy twenty two long rifles or 45s mm-hmm. or 40s or 38s or whatever. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this this is the same thing. I mean, if you can't buy it. was before it. Homeland Security teamed up with Walmart. Right. Uh, well, it was during, during the time. See, say, see something, say something. Uh, Janet Napolitano coalition. And right right before that, they did start pulling their, their rifles and their guns from the, the shelves all across the nation. Yeah. So is this going to be a factor? Yes. Is it a factor right now? Well, you know, I'm not going to argue the point that it's not because it is. And I don't think that the people who are sounding the alarm bells are wrong. I believe that they are correct. I believe the intent is there is that, however, not explaining it fully or not understanding the entire 
process of what the ATF, in conjunction with the executive branch, is trying to do, what their ultimate goal is, is to really, in, in, at least in my estimation, give the public a, a, a wrong opinion. So we need to look at this with the understanding of what exactly is taking place, okay? The, yes, this is going to have a dramatic effect on your ability to purchase ammunition and, because it's going to affect the way the ammunition manu- manufacturers are handling a, a component of the, of, the, of the ammunition. And, of course, that's going to throw a monkey wrench into the whole process. This, thanks to Satoro and the ATF, the nanny state, you know, we have to protect the public at all costs. My goodness. Just like the DEA, which is another insanity, okay? There's some uh, Indonesian uh, compound root out there, and this just made the news, and it, it, it allowed me to just vent on this. Because we've got a minute to the to the top here, but um, uh, I can't remember the name. It starts with a K, but it's it, it's it's a it's a leaf, and um, it's sold on the internet, sold in some health stores, uh, as capsules as an alternative to uh, opiate pain relief. Well, the DEA comes in and says, you know what? There were six hundred and sixty over or um, uh, poison cases using this or, uh, of this 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 uh, uh, plant. 660 cases last year. Wow. Really? That's a lot of, that's a lot of cases, right? My butt. So what they've done, what the DEA has done is saying, okay, we're going to take this from the shelves of the stores, the, the, the health food stores, and we're going to classify it as a Schedule 1 narcotic. And if you know about Schedule 1 narcotics, that's the same as heroin, LSD, PCP, meth, whatever. That's because we have a nanny state at the hands of the community activists and the communists in this country. You're listening to Hagman and Hagman Report. Folks, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back. Hagman and Hagman Report coming to you live this day. Tomorrow, Jack Cashel in studio. Hopefully he can bring us good friend, uh, Mr. Well, hopefully he can bring us good friend in like last time. Jack Cashel, a good friend. Uh, if you haven't read TWA 800, The Crash, Cover Up the Conspiracy, The Crash Conspiracy, to Cover Up, I'm, get that backwards from Amazon. Folks, do so. It's a great book and it's a great read in the, uh, his latest article on American Thinker about uh, having his improbable lunch with the acting NTSB chairman, uh, Chris Hart, actually, is, is an amazing read. Before I'm going to kick it to Joe before I do that, I just want to uh, mention, you know, imagine this. We had, uh, of course, we had uh, the Syrian army had uh, Sergeant Sangari on not too long ago on this program. And, and they're over there fighting the war against the gen- Christian genocide that the Americans refuse to fight. And, and let me just give you a, a kind of a slice of life over in Syria, over in Iraq, over in that area, but specifically Syria and Iraq, what they're up against. You see, here's what's taking place right now. 
ISIS, the Islamic State, continues its genocide against Christians, against the Yazidis and other religious minorities in Syria. Thank you, Hillary, Diane Rodham, the uh, Clinton. Thank you, Obama. You community act of worthless piece of, you know, what, in my view. And thank you, the State Department, you bunch of morons. All right? Because what you've managed to do, and this goes, and thank you, George W. Bush, for being the intellectual giant that you are to go into Iraq and then to leave it in the hands of Barry Satoro to clean up the mess that you created. Kudos all around, right? There's enough to go all around, and, and Pelosi and, and, and Ryan and McCain and all of the globalists, yeah. But But see... Here's what they should be made to watch. Here's what YouTube is attempting to censor from you. Here's what YouTube and Google doesn't want you to see because it's embarrassing to the current banana republic regime that's occupying the White House, at least in my view. All of these comments are in my view. See, I've got to say that because I just, because, you know, who knows? People get suit happy. So, um, and it takes, you know, it takes money to defend, to defense against meritless suits. Doesn't matter how absurd and ridiculous the claims are. It, it, it's designed to bankrupt you, you see. But, 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 but see, so that's why I have to preface everything with, with in my view and in my opinion and in my professional estimation and all of this. And everything is in my opinion. So I, that's a blanket statement. But, but see, here's, here is what's going on, and here's what Google and, and, and YouTube doesn't want you to see. And here's what Obama and Clinton don't want you to see, and Pelosi don't want you to see. That's only compliments to Guccifer, only compliments to the hackers that they're trying to blame on Russia, to drag Russia into this without any evidence to support their claims. But here's what they're, what they're protecting you from. It's genocide. Genocide against Christians, Yazidis, other religious minorities in Iraq. Human rights activists and lawyer Jacqueline Isaac testified in the United Nations that useless, that useless piece of real estate, they had to push that into the, into the ocean, that building and everything on, everything in it into the ocean. You see, ISIS, what they're doing, they're taking videos of their decapitations, of their of their savage beatings and rapes of young Christians, young Yazidis, and they're showing them to the parents of the victims, and putting body parts in bags for the families. Yeah, oh, it's uncomfortable to talk about. I don't want to talk about this because it's so uncomfortable. We'll wake up because it's reality and it's happening. And if it's happening in Syria. It's going to happen here. Oh, it can't happen here. Oh, yeah. Well, just keep bringing, bringing the jihadists into this country. Just keep bringing them in. And, and you'll see how many more five-year-olds get savagely raped in Idaho. See how many uh, more uh, uh, television anchors get shot in San Francisco by these illegals that are brought in, by these perverted Islamic doctrines, again, in my view, um, these godless, uh, these godless animals that come in here. These, these demon worshiping, moon worship, moon god worshiping demons that come into this country to, not to assimilate, but to destroy our culture and destroy our society. But see, that's what they're doing. The, uh, the fellow human being, Jacqueline Isaac, according to what she said at the UN, saying, look, um, she spent extensive time in Iraq. They saw their parents, she saw those that saw their parents killed before them and taken by ISIS and categorized like merchandise based on whether they thought they were beautiful or not. 
their age and whether they were virgins, uh, just like merchandise. Okay, so these animals, these despicable demonic Luciferian moon god worshiping animals, who are beloved, the beloved uh, product of Barack Hussein Obama. Notice Hussein. Any clue, folks? Hussein, Barack Hussein Obama. Does that is any? Does that like? Shouldn't that be a clue? Anyway, being in the Oval Office and sneaking up the place, basically. Um, and, and bringing in, uh, into the State Department or into DHS, into, into the uh, biggest parts of government, these Islamic sympathizers and facilitators of Islamic terrorism, of course. This is what their product is. Their product is to, is to treat women. And where the women's rights groups are at this point, I don't know. I guess, I guess they're, 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 where are they? You see, if I was Sally Struthers, I wouldn't be, you know, eating a Snickers bar on a stool somewhere in, in the, in the, uh, regions of Africa, I'd be yelling from the rooftops about this. And they're, they're raping young people. They're cutting off their heads. They're cutting off their, their limbs. They're videotaping it and then terrorizing others. And then they're after Christians and Yazidis. Joe, go ahead and take it because I'm done. Well, here, you gotta pull up. We're gonna be taking calls. And um, I can't get the phone system to work on my computer, so you gotta. You trust me with this, right? Okay. I just restarted, so I can uh, try here. But folks, we're gonna take your calls at eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. That's eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. And we're gonna be taking calls for the rest of the show. Try to keep it short. If you have a question comment or concern we can definitely get into that deference to new callers please preference deference reference and all synonyms to new callers but yeah as joe said please what we want to do is try to make it a little bit short and uh uh for each caller so we get as many callers in as possible karen and rum thanks for checking in with us god bless you were you able to get that working um well i'm trying right now so you go ahead and talk amongst yourselves yeah, I'm, uh, I just restarted my computer. There's an interesting article on the New American just printed out here during the, the break. And it has a, a quote from George Orwell. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Then the title of the article. Trigger warning. Happy to some. White men and the Constitution can be traumatic. It goes on to start about how on today's college campuses, there are trigger warning. Uh, many college campuses are trigger warning happy. They say, no, this does not generally have anything to do with guns, but it just as likely may concern racism, sexism, classism, able-bodiedism, heterosexualism, constitutionalism, Pokemon Go, white men, or just about anything else. Well, how does that make sense? Well, what this author is going on to say, he explains what our, what trigger warnings are. Uh, Jonah Goldberg explained in 2014 in a humorous piece about a left-wing feminist websites, like a spoiler alert in a movie review, or a more specific version of the movie rating system. Trigger warnings are intended to alert very sensitive people that some content might set off or trigger their post-traumatic stress disorder or their deeply offended uh, or might deeply offend some people basically a emotional uh, triggering is what they're talking about here and we've heard of these before you know the uh, with the Trump 2016 chalkings where they sent up you know set up safe spaces and uh, you know 
where people can't say anything offensive without having, you know, hate response teams coming in. But they go on to talk about how this is so dangerous to accommodate people's emotions and how this is so far off base. And they talk about a, an example they give here is one college. It's a woman's college in New York. Um, they call it Snowflake Central Bernard College. It's a woman woman's college, and it has trigger warnings all over to prove how it is Snowflake Central. One example is Pokemon Go, which could traumatize students because it's supposedly a racist and classist game. In fact, it's ableist too, requiring movement and discriminating, let's say, against Jabba the Hutt. And the author says, oh, I thought the game was just dumb. Dumb. Going from dumb to dangerous, there's our traumatic constitution. While studying the document was once considered a civic obligation, it now needs a trigger warning, the writer says, because it could prompt those thoughts of oppression, persecution, genocide, and other social ills, especially in minorities. Of course, it should prompt thoughts of freedom, civil rights, and is only associated with negatives when people are wrongly conditioned. Notice that, when people are wrongly conditioned. There was a time when such irrational fears were labeled as a phobia or as a mental disease. And that's my words, the mental disease. But there, then... Where's the fright? The author goes into um, talking about contemporary feminism deems men as oppressive and threat uh, and threats threatening, and there's a hierarchy of oppressors. White men sit atop the food chain. Not only do I come across trigger warnings on posts about men, what they've said or done, but I also saw this one: white men used on an article on fraternity brothers behaving badly. Question. Would the Bernard Snowflakes introduce a story about the knockout game or flash mob um, that includes black men? The police are tra- tra- traumatizing students, too. An example, a trigger warning. Just seen on Broadway Avenue and 116th Street, NYPD vans say, Stay inside. Yes, those hell-raising Bernard girls must ensure the cops aren't around before uh, you know going outside. Conservatisms. Conservatives also scare the Bernard Bunch, as anyone to the political right is considered not just bad, but dangerous, the author writes. Thus does she cautious such trigger warnings. Trump racism, then there's traditional male-female binary, but they go on to talk about you know different stereotypes, but they boil it down to what this is. Um, an age of victimization and triggering emotions and when you see these this happening at college students as places of higher education, um, there's no truth or there's no debate. Trigger warnings allow safe spaces, places where students are protected from contrary views, no longer understanding that the truth hurts, at least sometimes. Youths are instilled with the notion that there's some right to be not offended. Now they behave as a, it is some kind of status as offensive to them. That's offensive, generally meaning, I don't like what you are saying, is enough reason to ban it, and free speech cannot long survive this mentality's rise, the author finishes off. 
Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> just, just like here. just like Rutgers, you know. Hey, speak when only necessary. You know, in Rutgers University residence hall, uh, the students are being told, "Look, uh, use only language that's helpful and necessary because you don't want to commit." Uh, microaggressions. You see, it's part of the school's language matters. Maybe that's racist, but the language matters campaign. Oh, black lives matter. Now language matters. So we can't, we, we gotta be very careful. Don't you dare ask a Latino or an Asian where they're from because that, that could cause, it could trigger these, that's microaggression and it could trigger some sort of trauma and it's certainly not correct and you will be putting a timeout, okay, at Rutgers. Now you talk about a bunch of crap that everyone's a victim. Are you kidding me? And yet the parents sending the kids paying for their education at, at campuses like this, I wouldn't pay a dime. In fact, I would ask for my money back plus some. Just because of the, of this of this policy, this inane policy, we're going to go to the phones right now. I do have the I do have the I controls. Got the you got the too, you so. got the controls. All right, call in, folks. If you want to if you want to share what's on your mind, eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. Did you get that? It's on Hagman and Hagman dot com. Just go to Hagman and Hagman dot com. Look on the top, and you'll you'll see it's right there. Otherwise, it's unlisted. We're going to go to Leslie in Michigan. Leslie, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman report. Hey, Joe. Hey, Doug. Good evening. I just got attacked because of you guys, so praise the Lord. (laughs) Wait a second, wait a second. Do tell, do tell. Because of us, what did we do? I don't know what you did. This person has never listened to you, ever. I find that hard to believe. And whenever I know you're coming on, if I the spirit leaves me, I'll say, "Hey, get an education, tune in, and dial this number and listen on your phone if you want." So I've been doing that with my friends on Facebook, right? Yeah. And I get this lady who got a hold of me tonight, and she goes, "You need to see this." And then it's some YouTube thing by Cheryl Kick Ass blogspot.com Really? I don't I didn't even look I mean she's just so like saying how what Cheryl kick butt uh, blogspot.com dot idiot uh, what, what's this book? <laughs> uh oh we just lost our entire phone bank and I didn't press any buttons it is. And it was just getting good. It is down. Or not down, but, but, uh. Something happened. Something blew. I didn't there. touch any a, buttons. We got, uh, somebody else calling in. So we'll get, <sighs> we'll get, we'll get you back on track. 844-769-2944. See, but you know what? What Cheryl, what, 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 Leslie. what Leslie was saying is, it's so true because here's what happens, okay? There's this outgrowth of, of these, these, uh, um, well, we don't even pay attention to, to, to the idiots out there, but but there's this outgrowth of of small little um, uh, so-called truth tellers, Christian t- truth tellers, who will say we're going to we're going to we're going to make sure that you know we're going to have a website or we're going to we're going to really diss Quail, Hagman, Langford, uh, the Hodges, uh, Jones, and all the rest. And this is all we're, this is all we're gonna do. This is our reason for existence. 
Meanwhile, they do they contribute they contribute nothing on their own, or if they do, it's 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 with a specific agenda of tearing others down. They've got to tear others down so they can sit, stand upon the corpses or the wounded to elevate themselves. That's what we're seeing here. So you go ahead and take care. Go ahead. All right, we're going to go to LD in Virginia. Uh, initials LD, hey. you're live on the Hagman Hagman Report. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Um, okay, so I'm on vacation. I'm in Virginia in Norfolk. Okay, my son is in the Navy. He's a chief on a submarine, uh, a fast attack nuclear submarine, and so he goes to work every day in these um, very attractive, you know, blue camo type military uniform. That's what they wear for their work. So he comes home last night, and he tells me, and I'm, I'm talking lowly because if they thought I was telling talking about this, they wouldn't like it. He said they're going to start. Um, making all of the branches of the military their uniforms alike. And I, I, are you listening? Uh, yeah. Coming yeah. across from okay. the Navy to the Marines to Army to all of them, Air Force. All of them, Army, so that they can't distinguish which branch they're in. And right away I started thinking, oh, my goodness, that sounds like a globalization of the military because when the U.N. comes over here or the whatever, United Nations, whatever, you know, Chinese, they're all in the same uniform. We're not going to be able to tell them apart. And I just thought that, of course, when I say that to him, I'm starting to talk loud. I shouldn't do that. He would freak. Um, when I start saying stuff like that to him, he, 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 he likens me to, to Woody Harrelson in 2012. Are you serious? Come on. I'm not like that. I'm rational. Mm, and, right. and when I would hear little things like this that he's telling me, that just, I mean, I don't know, what do you think? I mean, you know, these, these kids, well, I, I'm just, I, I'm these, just glad, uh, ma'am. I'm just glad they don't have the zippers in the back for the guys at this point. You know, that's antiquated. You know, you have to be and, over fifty to understand that. They're yeah. they're so they're so brainwashed, and uh, I mean, I hear all these people talking about how um, the military is. Um, going to, you know, uprise with this big coup, I don't know, you know, that Drake guy, I mean, I just Drake. started hearing about him again, Drake, do you know what I mean by that guy, Drake? No, no, the no. only Drake I know is on an episode of Seinfeld, but... No, 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 try to find him with that David Wilcock, talking about... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, that yeah, guy is I mean, out there. Is he a nutcase or what? Yeah, talking about an intergalactic, planetary, alien foundation or something like that, and higher ascension, you know, taking Buddhism and different religions. Drake is talking about some kind of a military coup that's taking place right now as we speak, that arrests are taking place all over, actually, the world. Yeah, they've been saying that for about five years now. At least well, since no, we've been on air. 2011, I've been hearing this same stuff over and over again. And from what I can, from what I hear from just the people that I know, I mean, not that I know anyone high, high up, but I don't think that's happening. 
But I do think that there is an effort to globalize the military worldwide. I mean, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and it's it's all about consolidation. And it's all about serving under one umbrella to control the choke points and control points. LD, thank you so much. We're going to move on. And God bless you yep. for sneaking out and calling. I appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate that. Bless you mightily. But, yeah, uh, folks, it's all about that. It's all about uh, the the – because if you can – rather than have, we'll say, you know, ten – Organizations under uh, acting independently. If you if you can put them all under one umbrella, like they did under the Department of National Intelligence, all of the all of the various intelligence agencies, seventeen under one man, then then you can control that one man and control the entirety of the intelligence operation. Same with the military. That's the tactic being employed here. Let's go back to the phones. We have uh, the caller who dropped Leslie. Leslie, we're going to bring her back. Sorry yeah. about that, Leslie. Hey, <laughs> that was funny. I thought, uh oh. You guys didn't like what I had to say. No. No, no, no. We tell you if we didn't, but, but yeah, the entire phone bank dropped, so sorry about that. That's okay. She explained it. Um, no, this woman I know from Facebook, and she's, uh, she's, um, actually a customer of mine, cause I'm a wood carver, so I'm doing some stuff at her house. But like every night, I kind of try to, let people know you're out there and to call in and listen. Well, she accused me of thinking you guys are my messiah and da 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 da. And I said, have you ever listened to them? No, but I get the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. You've never listened to what they have had to say, and you're telling me you get the heebie-jeebies just because... I don't know Just, what this yeah. thing was. This Jesus saved Cheryl Merrill from hell, and the Hegman Report spiritually dangerous prophet people, or whatever. I don't know what the headline is. And I'm just like, okay, I got to let you guys know. Well, you, thank you. I mean, got the, you got yeah. the devil running, and... Praise the Lord, so do I, because I got yeah. people who are just freaking out about it, and it's like, will you just open your mind and listen? If you don't like, after a program or two, what they have to say, then call me out on it and tell me I'm delusional. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you th- thank you for, for standing up and, and spreading the word about our show and, and really appreciate doing that. But you're always going to have these, these people, oh, I never listen. I don't, it's kind of like saying, hey, uh, what do you think about, uh, olives? What do you, yeah, what do you think about olives? <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't like them. That's what I, I said like too. Them. Well, Jim, like, yeah, no. I've, I've had a black no. olive, not a green olive, and she was asking me about them and I said, no, I don't like them. No, you know, yeah, yeah you can't. But you, yeah, you, I haven't tried one. So you I don't can know. the 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 amount, the lack of critical thinking out there in the in the internet on the internet in the especially within the social media is oh, just it's astounding. So frustrating. Leslie, you you do wood carvings real quick. Uh, do, you, do you sell them? Is that is that what you do? Or I do, I do, and I'd like to hook up with your. Um, your um, Christian website, as far as you know, things yeah, well, people offer, but I haven't gone that far with it yet. Do you, um, what do you what do you carve? Like what do you? And what do you make? I'm a wildlife wood carver, basically, but I do all. I even did a uh, shame on me. I don't know if this is good or bad, but I I did a picture of Christ that 
Remember that little gal from way over in Europe somewhere who had a vision about what Christ looked like, and she painted this beautiful picture, and it was the same one, that little Colton kid who died and went to heaven, and he said, that's him, that's him. Well, that inspired me so much that I just kind of took that picture and went with it, uh, so no, I, but, I do. But, but you, but you do, you do all sorts of things. Yes, yeah, send me an email at studio at Hagman and Hagman dot com. I'd like to see your work, and uh, uh, I like I like things like that, especially handmade and, and especially. Oh, from, it's uh, fun! Uh, I love it. I mean, and you never know who's going to get a hold of me. I mean, when I need yeah. the money the most, God brings them to, brings them on. I, you know, I, I, I I'm not a real. Um, Let's say lucrative wood carver, and and but I'm paying my bills. But well, this Leslie, is the uh, last keep... thing this woman said to me. What's that? Uh, well, I said to her, probably because you seem to work, or she said to me, probably because you seem to worship them as the Messiah Himself, and you don't seem to consider anyone else's point. She's, I'm like questioning her. Why would you say that? And Leslie, so I wrote, sorry to, you are Leslie, totally get up fine. off your knees. Get up off your knees. Quit, quit bowing to us. And, 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 and oh, look, I'm not we're, bowing to no, you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Leslie, we're up against the top, we're up against the, uh, break. We gotta cut you short. Have a great I night. Love- Thanks for calling. Sorry about that, Leslie. We'll be right back. Saddle for battle, folks. Saddle for battle. Expect the unexpected. Be prepared. Keep your wits about you. Keep uh, keep spiritually in tuned. Keep mentally in tuned. Keep mentally balanced. But get prepared. Get prepared because it's going to get rocky out there. It's already rocky. It's going to get worse. You don't need it. You don't need us to tell you that. But that's where it's at. Tomorrow, don't forget. Tell your friends, family. Employees, employers. In fact, tie your employees up. Make them listen to the program. Jack Cashel in studio. That's right. To our super secret bunkers where we broadcast via layers of security, behind layers of security. Jack Cashel knows the location. He's the only one outside of Oh, very few people that know. So he's invited in. And, you know, folks, he's got new information he's going to share with you. Joe and I were lucky enough to have spent some quality time with Jack uh, and others this past weekend. Not going to get into that. He can get into that if he wants to, but I'm not going to get into it to respect his privacy. I just want to say one thing. I, 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 our, we owe just a, a great big hug and a debt. Uh, we are so indebted to the beautiful, wonderful young lady that does our call screening. Yeah, our call screener. She's just a wonderful lady. She works hard. I mean, she's got like a thousand jobs to, to do. And, and she's just a, just a tremendous lady. I, I'll just give her first name. Can I give her first name? I probably, probably shouldn't. Cause I might get the plug pulled on me, but, but you know. Be nice to our call screener. Be really nice to her. Todd want to know if uh, he should doctor pay. If what? He should doctor pay. For what? 
for accidentally dropping the calls. Uh, see, I don't think that was her fault. I do think it was a vast right wing or vast left wing conspiracy <laughs> by the demonic realm that exists within the Clinton criminal cabal um, that uh, that actually caused this electronic pulse to be beamed off of the global star satellite into the into the uh, location where they're handling the calls and fry the equipment. That puff of smoke that you saw coming out of there is indicative of malicious intent. Let's we'll go fabricate back to the, the proof later. That's right. We're going to go to uh, Joe in Michigan. Joe, you are live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, Joe, wake up. Yo, Joe. All right. All right, going once, going twice. We're going to come back to you, Joe. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to go to first-time caller Tim from Texas. Tim, you are live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Wow, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Hello? Uh-huh. Okay. Hello? Yes, sir. Hello? 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 Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord, God bless y'all. Um, I know uh, Trump, he went down to Texas, you know, and they political parties, you know, demonized that. But you remember when uh, Hillary, she went down to Texas, she brought the bird flu with her down there. They they say nothing about that. You know, I, I got a bad feeling that, you know, that she went down there and brought this on these people, but... These people from that area, they come in here in the United States, they were to be talking a lot about that. But I can't remember the year when she went down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no doubt that she's a carrier, okay? Um, just look at Bill, enough said there. Look at Huma, enough said there. That was mean, I suppose, right? But, but yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> what can I say to that, brother? Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, uh, interesting. You know, people, huh. their attention, attention span is real short on things like that, but this did happen a while back, and I, I can see that, but really, then I can't. <laughs> you know, people remember stuff like that. Well, you know, people have the attention. The average per- person in the West have got the attention span of a gnat. You know, and I'm saying the average person that's stuck on um, that's stuck on the iPads, iPhones, i this, i that, electronic media, social media, Facebook, Candy Crush, whatever the game of the flavor of the day is, they're just they're just not with it. So, anyway, yeah, hmm. I know. Right. I have my TV on. I've had my TV on plug for over a year now, and I, my mind is, is more. I'm. Thinking in bringing in a lot more information just through just radio itself, you know, and have more attention span on it. You know, it's uh, I, I, yeah, the, the television really, and this is something that we experienced in all in all seriousness. We experienced in the investigative field that uh, if people would come to you with complex, or clients would come to you with complex issues, for example, or even in, even corporate, you know, Fortune 100 companies, representatives of those companies would come to you with, with uh, f- fraud issues. And because everything is condensed to an hour, uh, an hour uh, dr- drama on television or, or a two-and-a-half-hour movie or whatever, they expect these results right away. And, of course, they live in a fantasy where that never happens, doesn't happen. So, you, yeah, by, by, by getting out of that television mentality where you're actually being uh, reprogrammed, your, your brain is being, uh, your alpha, alpha uh, waves uh, are being reprogrammed. So, yeah, we, we need to do that. We need to get away from this uh the uh, television stuff, and, and you're right to do mm-hmm. so. Yes, sir. 
Oh, well, God bless you all. This mother called you know, get the better ideas going to mine. <laughs> oh, no, yours, yours was fine, brother. Thank you so much. God bless you. Be safe out there. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to go to Don in North Carolina next. Don, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Well, hey, folks, how are you doing? Uh, let me check. We're doing okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Doug, I, I noticed uh, in the beginning of the show, uh, you seem a little flustered and a little down and out about what's going on, and, and uh, I get that way too myself. And usually when I get that way, my wife seems to walk away from the dinner table. You know, uh, yeah, uh, and, and I understand that. And even Joe is like yanking his earpiece out. But, but you know, I'm not. I'm not. Those adjectives, I don't think, are descriptive uh, or are properly descriptive. I'm righteously angry. I believe that I have righteous anger inside of me because we have allowed this this lawlessness to take place. I'm Absolutely, you have every right to be angry. But you know, it, there's so many passages in the Bible that say you know, basically have a hearty heart, and I could go on and on and on and on with all the passages through tribulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some good news here. There's some really good news. I mean, come on, folks. Uh, Ten years ago, how many people were awake? Not many. Now, yeah, look how many people point. are awake. Good point. Yeah. Do, 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 do you think, yeah. now, have we reached some sort of glass ceiling, not glass ceiling, have we reached some sort of saturation point here? Do you think that... Uh, uh, I don't believe so. Otherwise, we'd stop doing what we're doing. So I think that there's more people that we can wake up by showing them the evidence, exposing the truth, laying out the the documentation, the evidence of what's taking place. So I think it's worthy to do, right? Yeah. yeah. I agree with myself. The more people are waking up every day. The more people that wake up, the more people that wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the more people that are awake, the more people they awake So That's right. uh So these folks are scared. They are really scared. And that's why they're trying to speed everything up. And as they try to speed everything up, it's again like the, the you know, the frog in the in, in the pot. Right. You know, uh, everybody's waking up fast. And it's not working for them. It's working for us. Right, right. Okay. I agree. It, but, whether, but I think... Whether, the, the, doesn't that, doesn't that expose us and expose really the environment uh, that that in which we live, the venue in which we live? Does, doesn't that expose us to a lot more d- danger? I suppose, and I'm not talking about personal danger. I'm talking about the potential for them to to pull the plug or to do something uh, very what would you call it? Very uh, sinister. Yeah, nukes, whatever. But the thing is, uh, no matter what they do now. Even if they were to bring World War III, whatever are left to us, we're going to know who the culprit is and who did it. But okay. are we going to be able to do anything about it? My question to you, sir, is, okay, well, let me ask this question. You can answer this. If Let's just say, for example, the, the, the election is held, and it for whatever reason it is beyond obvious and proven with documentation that the election gets stolen from Trump. As an example, to in, in, in Hillary, it, it's given to Hillary. Now, do you think, and, and I'm, I'm wondering how many think this, do you think or does anyone think that there will be enough Americans to rise up and say, you know what, 
we're not, I mean, this is so patently obvious, and we've got the proof, we've got the documentation that we are going to have an armed resurrection, basically. Revolt. Is that possible? Absolutely. Absolutely we will rise up. Enough is enough. People have had enough. Look, I, I spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time trying to raise uh, money for um, for veterans, okay? And I right. spend a lot of time doing that. And I go to all kinds of shows, gun shows, uh, antique shows, RV shows, uh, any kind of show you could possibly imagine. And everybody says the same thing. Everybody's awake. Everybody knows the truth now. The only people who don't know the truth are, are morons. Absolute morons that sit back and watch television. And there aren't too many of those folks anymore. Okay? I mean, I'm telling you, the majority of the folks are awake. And we will take this country back. And we have 97 million armed citizens that have guns, and they ain't taking them. Wow, I hope you're right. I hope you're correct. I hope that there is enough enough men out there, and I mean men, that will stand up and say, you know what, we we can't allow this. If that happens, there are a lot of men, not metrosexuals, but real men left on this planet. I'm telling you, left on this earth, and it's not only the United States, but it's across the world, and people are waking up in numbers. You know, the Bible The Bible said all this was going to happen, okay? And it's up to us. It's up to us to, uh, you know, to hold fort here. Right. And it's up to us to uh, occupy. And right. that doesn't mean, you know, sitting on a sidewalk. That means occupying. And then people are standing up. The Lord knew his people would stand up. And, you know, just look what happened in the past ten years. Ten years ago, I would tell people what's going on. They looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, I had one guy, you know, swirl his hand around his uh, right side of his ear and point at me like I'm nuts. I said, Doug, go home and watch television. But nowadays, you can have these conversations in grocery stores with strangers, and everybody knows who you're talking about, and we're all we're all in line now. So, you know, it is changing. It's really changing. The people really are rising. Good. I, th- I think good. Um, I think this is a good time. Uh, look, we've been we've been in Lucifer's uh, ghetto for six thousand years. Okay, we're coming out of it now. So, so I guess it's a good thing that we are flipping. Oh, wait, wait a second, caller. I, I think I think we have to put you in the penalty box. I I think ghetto is. Um, a non-PC word. I, I, I learned that Ooh. today. Ghetto. You said ghetto, right? Ooh. Did I say a bad thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that offends the sensibilities of the non-upwardly mobile. N- n- never mind. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, we'll bring you. We'll, we'll give you a pass. Well, well, Lucifer's world is a ghetto. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're right. He wants to keep you down. He wants to keep you down in your little place over there and rule over you. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so uh anyway, I Thank the way you. I see it is these is as horrible as it looks like the times are coming upon us, 
in the end, it will be a good time. In well, the end, they will because, lose. Yeah. Luciferians and the Illuminati and the, the Jesuits and all those, those folks are all going to lose. And we're going to come out ahead. That's right, and we know how we, you know, we know how the story ends. We know how this, this, um, we know how our, our, we know how, we know what the Bible says. I, I guess that's enough to say. And, and yeah, however, that does book. not, yeah, yeah, we know the ending, but that doesn't give us the, but it gets messy, right? <laughs> and we have to take part in that, uh, those unpleasantries, if you will, because that's our assignment. Like it or not, we were, we were given the assignment. As Christians, we have to hold our ground, stand up, be counted, and, and to fight against the, uh, uh, fight within the Luciferian ghetto. I like that. Maybe we'll keep that. Yeah. What do you think? All right. God bless my friend. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate that. But we're Thanks. all here to do our part. And I, again, I'm, I'm going to bring this up again, Doug, because I love the way you said it over in Apex about we all get our emails from God and we all have our own little things to do. I say that to everybody. That's a great way of putting things. And if you bring that up to your audience again, that's a good way to put things. You, you know, th- th- thank you for, for reminding me of that and, and God bless you. And I, I have su- such fond memories of, uh, the people there it was such a great time but but you're right you know i'll say it again folks you know if you're not reading your own email you, you got a job to do read your own emails don't don't try to read your neighbors someone else's emails read your own or read your own faxes read your own memos because you see it doesn't work when you try to read someone else's you might not like the task that you're assigned you, you just might not like it that's uncomfortable come on do i really got to do this but read your own emails follow the instructions and uh you know just show up play your position and show up that's 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 all you got to do and be faithful have faith and do so in the spirit you know with the with the armor of god so thank you Thank you, caller, for that. God bless you, bud. Yeah, the, the Lord has the Lord has uh, uh, something for each and every one of us to do. And uh, right. those of us who are faithful, who are Christians, who are believers, will carry them out if we can. And uh, it's going to work for us. And in the end, everything will work out. But it's going to get messy. It will get messy. So I get everybody. I tell everybody prepare. Save food, ammo, water filtration, all of that. You know, all of that has to be part of our life right now. So when things do get rough, we'll be able to get through them and hopefully help other people through them at the same time that didn't figure it out. So Right on. Thanks, Don. Well, God bless you. God bless you, folks, and thank you for what you're doing. You have, you have a wonderful show, and I, I try to turn everybody I know onto your show. God bless you. Have a good night. Thank you. All right. We're going to go next to Michael in Montana. Michael, thanks for holding. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Big sky country. Yep. You're on. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I I got in a little late because I get off work and I try to rush home and listen to you guys. Um, So if I understand it, we're just kind of, you know, talking about what's on our mind tonight. Is that right? Sure. What's on your mind? Okay, okay, good, good enough. Well, um, I just kind of wanted to talk about um, the refugees for a second. 
right. I live here in Missoula, Montana, and uh, they're they're bringing refugees here. We're one of the cities that they're bringing them to, and uh, they kind of it kind of got sprung on us. It wasn't necessarily like we knew a lot about it or heard a lot about it before they started coming here or before they were allowed to come here. And uh, I don't know how much we as a, a community or an audience can do about it now, but I just kind of want to bring it to the forefront, and I think the more people who hear about it and learn about it can help us in a way. Um, what they're doing with my town is they're bringing 100 refugees here a year for the next 10 years. Um, and it's kind of... The, the, what I don't like about it is the fact that they're bringing them here. They're going to give them free housing and free food stamps and health care and schooling. And um, someone was saying the other day that the ones that qualify get free college. And, and I don't understand how that's right. I don't understand how, as a, as a country, we have people starving and we are not worrying about our own people first. And I, and I, and I don't get that. And it worries me. Um, yeah. Yep. And then what I'm saying with this is, is how they sprung it on us is uh, it was in the paper that the day before we actually could say something in front of our courthouse that some people were going down there and there wound up only being, I think, like 30 or 40 people down there and half of them weren't even from the town. Um, and they said how obviously because no one showed up, we'd love the fact that they're all coming here. Well, I'm going on record right now saying that that is absolutely wrong. That is bull. Um, and but about two weeks later, they got we're a college town here in Missoula, Montana. Right. They got all these college students to come down and protest against us, against people who said, "Well, we don't want them here." And if you when you go online and you look at it, you'll see about a thousand people. And funny coincidence that they're all college students. Well. That's not right. That's not wrong. They put us in a tight spot, and now the college students who get to leave as soon as they get the uh, education don't have to deal with what they're bringing to our town. And well, I don't know a single person here who agrees with any of it. Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of my spiel right there. Well, so your town is being held hostage, obviously, by federal money or being a. Or your 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 uh, mayor, county executive, whatever county council, um, or even at the state level, decided that okay, we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna use you as the end point for this massive for this influx, right? Hmm. I, I would say something. Well, yes and no. Um, for example, I, I brought up to my mother, and she said, "Well, maybe what it is." is we're getting some sort of grants or special this or that. Well, as I understand it, and I could be wrong, but as I understand it, Montana is one of the only states left that have an overflowing surplus of money for um, disasters and things like that. So do we need a bunch of assistance? Do we need a bunch of money? No, not necessarily. But I, but I honestly feel in my heart that it's more that in Montana, especially in our town, I, I honestly think they're scared of us. I honestly think that if if all of it goes the way that a lot of us feel, that we a lot of people here will retaliate. And I feel that if they delude us enough with refugees, because we have a lot of Russians here too, um, and I just feel that if they delude us enough, 
well, it'll be a lot easier to control and things like that. So, well, you know, Michael Savage talks about borders, language, and culture. This is an assault on really all three. All right. So, I mean, it's breaking the borders. The it's an assault on our language because they they're not going to have any desire to learn our language, and of course, this no. affects our, our culture. Dilution. Balkanize the American states, and of course, Missoula, Montana is ground zero. In this case, you're absolutely right, my brother. And you know, what can we do about this? Well, you know, we've got to we've we've got to um, we, we've we've got to do something. And, and and you pointed out where the the blowback was minimal. Is is that what I'm hearing? I mean, the blowback to this has been minimal. Uh, you know, well, thirty people. They- yeah, okay, yes and no. Well, what happened was, was they sprung on us so fast that we had a chance to go down to the courthouse and protest, if you will. And they, right. and they literally told everybody 24 hours in advance that this is what was happening. Well, a lot of people came from out of town to come in to try to help, and a okay, lot of people but, but locally... Was there, was, there a county, was there a vote on the, at the county level about this? or, or In other words, were, were you protesting in vain, or were, were you protesting ahead of a vote that, that allowed this to take place? Well, I, I guess it would, like you said, it would probably be more in vain because right. I, I think that they, it was already pre-decided that it was going to happen, and then when everybody found out about it, they're like, "Hey, we're going down here to, to do something," and then in, in in turn, well, yeah, that's what happened. Well, uh, I, I would say this: I would hold the very people who, who inked the deal, whether it's at the county level or whatever level, I would identify those people who are for this or inked the deal part of it, and I would let them know and know in certain terms that. Uh, uh, they're going to be working on, you know, in the uh, picking up trash on the on the on the edge of the highway. As far as I'm concerned, because I'm not going to put and, up with this. And the way that we that I like to explain to people is, is you know what? If they're all out here telling us, hey, we're going to take these refugees and hey, bring them here and then let's give them everything. You know what? Well, then you give me your name and your address and your phone number, and when they get here, we'll put them in your backyard and we'll start there. How about that? Let's let's do that. You know, if you want them here so bad. You want to give them everything? Let's give them to you first, and we'll see right. how long they last there before you know you send them out. Let's, to give, let's give them your your virgin daughters. I mean, I mean seriously, uh, you know, oh, that might be a little harsh, but well, well, but, but that's essentially what's taking place. Yes, and and sir, I, I the way that I look at it is, is this: is you know, I have a six month old baby girl, and they're pulling this crap um, here in town. They didn't even tell us what school they're going to yet. And what they did was, and if you look this up, what they did was every single school in our county had a, a tire, an entire revamp of their, of their system. And each and every school here now has to have, I don't know if it's called, if it's the right word is bilingual, but they have to be able to speak with these children without them having to learn our language right off the bat. And in turn, now our children here have to learn about the Quran and, and the Muslim and the Islam and all this stuff, and that's not right. You know where? Wh- how, that's not right at all to push that on us and our children. You know we don't. We're not okay with it. I'm sorry, but it's not right and it's not okay. No, so, it's not okay. Uh, it's not right, Michael. Uh, last thing, real quick. I, I got to say one thing. When when uh, Ted was coming through and he said, and and I quote. You know, I couldn't believe how much the chemtrails in this area, because Victor's just down the road from us. It's like that every single day. I could send a picture to you guys with them chemtrailing this place every single day in our in our community. 
So you know, I was, I just uh, Mike, I was, I was, thank you for that. You know, I was a hard sell on, on the on the on the aerial, aerial spring. I didn't believe it until I saw the documentation behind it. And of course, uh, talk to people like Geo and Engineering Watch. And you know what, folks, it's real. Look into it. It's uh, there's enough evidence out there to support that, Joe. Thank you, Michael. We're up against the break. We're going to have to let you go. Have a good night. More Plus, we'll be right side. back with your phone calls at 844-769-2944. Let's have a run our last for, hour for Don, who's uh, the call screener. God bless her. Folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Tonight, for the first time in 11 years, a hurricane is impacting Florida. You can go to the Weather Channel or NOAA. They're expecting 10 plus, plus inches of rain in the panhandle just in the next 24 hours. But the storm Warning. If the storm has been upgraded to a hurricane, there are wind, flood, and tornado warnings. Is that Hermini or whatever? Yeah. Uh, Hermini? Hermini? Hurricane H E R Hermine. Hermine. H E R M I N E. Hermine. And there are bulletins at the. Uh, I think that's racist. I think that's sexist. <laughs> the, the winds are about 105 miles an hour, they say. Uh, maximum sustained winds 80 miles per hour. Uh, as this thing is dropping in pressure and moving along the uh, Florida Panhandle, and it looks like it's going to move across Florida, touching through Georgia and South Carolina, as it goes off into the coast. If that's the uh, if it stays on traje- trajectory, but the first uh, oh, wait, wait a second. hurricane to hit. Oh, go ahead. Florida, go on. 11 years. Yeah, that, that's an amazing thing. I, Joe, I don't know if you caught this story. Folks, there was a priest in uh, Washington, D.C. that was lying, that was dying. I don't know how many caught this on the news. And, uh, he was lying in the, in the hospital bed dying. And this was just last week. And he, and he, and he whispered to the nurse in, in his weakest voice. Now, now, this is a very well-respected priest in the nation, nation's capital. Everyone knew him. And, of course, uh, he whispers in the nurse's ear. He says, uh, uh, I, I've got I've got a request, uh, and the nurse said, "Yes, yes, my yes, father." And he said, "I'd really like to see Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama before I die." She said, "Well, let me see what I can do." And he said, "I'd like to see them at the same time if that's possible." No. Well, the nurse sent the request to Washington, and waited for a response, and the answer came back. Well, both Hillary and Barry Satoro, Barack Hussein Obama the second agreed. And they, they said that we'd be delighted to visit the president. And they were driven to the hospital. As they were driven to the hospital, Hillary Clinton told Obama, he, he, she said, I don't know why this, this priest wants to see us, but you know what? It could help our images, maybe even our, my election prospects. And Obama agreed that, yeah, it was a good thing. Well, when they arrived at, at the priest's room, the priest took Hillary's hand in his right hand and Obama's hand in his left hand. Did you, did you see this on the news? Of course not. This is exclusive now. 
All right. There was silence and a look of serenity on the old priest's face. And finally, Obama said, The father of all the people you could have chosen, why did you choose the two of us to be with you at this time as you are dying, as you are about to die? The old priest slowly replied, replied, you know, I, I've been weakly replied that I've I've always tried to pattern my life and behavior after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A- amen, said Hillary, and amen echoed Obama. <laughs> the old priest then continued, You know, Jesus Christ, our Savior, died between two lying, thieving bastards, and I'd like to do the same. <laughs> Pretty good. Am I allowed to say that? Go ahead. I just did. Wait a oh, second. Right. I got. I got. I got a... No, that's that's actually a biblical word. So, all right. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Tim in Michigan. Tim, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, good evening. Two comments first. Um, one thing. I think you can put with the Black Life Matters to just to put it to rest in a in a sense is when Obama gave Iran four hundred million dollars. There's three hundred and thirty million people in the United States approximately. It's over a million dollars per person, man, woman and child in the United States. And they didn't stand up and protest and say, Hey, what about us? I think that speaks volumes for what they are really about. Two. We we better do that math again. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was. It's a heck. It's a boatload of money, regardless. But there's 320 million people right. in America. So 400 million dollars. You're looking at a dollar twenty. No, no. Wait a minute. I'd say you take the black population. Oh, oh okay. okay. All right. I, yeah, I might have misspoke, but you take that money and divide. He could have ended probably poverty for the black people of this nation. Well, I wonder what the monthly um, food stamp cost is for the U.S. Uh, government. Um, let me do a quick search here. Well, yeah. Well, what's the? What are the demographics? Well, regardless, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever the numbers are, you're 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 making a good point because um, we are. Well, go, well, go on, caller. I mean, it, it's a, it's a heck of a lot of money that that the nation doesn't have. The other, the other point, uh, the gentleman calling up, and I, yeah, everybody knows the end of the book. And the only hope mankind has is Jesus Christ returning to this earth and saving our pitiful soul. And the Bible's full of warnings saying they're going to kill you and thinking they're worshiping God. Uh, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. I mean, they're going to come to kill you, and they're already being brought here. Part of it's being brought here. But the the thing I that people think they're going to be taken away and saved from all this misery, I just the thing I come up with is in chapter seven of Revelation, they mentioned about the twelve tribes of Israel, twelve thousand from each tribe of Israel, and it starts out with the tribe of Judah, and it goes through all the tribes. Judah is one tribe of the tribe of Israel. 
they are known as the Jews. They've been known as the Jews in the whole of Israel are not Jews. Just like all Californians are Americans, but not all Americans are Californians. The Jews were just one part of the tribe of Israel. Now, you fast forward and you go into chapter 14, it goes again into the 144,000 that were redeemed from the earth. And it says, these were they that were not defiled by women. They were virgins. Now, excuse me, that's the only spot in the Bible where I find anybody meeting and coming down with the Lord are the 144,000 that were marked in their heads, and they're virgins. So, okay. and they're men, they're not, they're, and they're not women. Now, after that, perhaps, but, uh, and this is during the sixth angel, and I, that's, I guess that's my question. Do I have this right? I mean, am I thinking this through correctly? Man, I my home what. is, man, yeah, 144,000 out of the whole population of the world? No, 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 no. I, I, I think. I, look, I, I don't know. I'm not a Bible scholar. And, and well, the 144,000 are. Uh, they do carry special, um, right? But, but allotment in the Book of Revelation, and they are from the 12 tribes. 12,000 from each tribe. I do believe that is correct. But, 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 right. but what but, happens what's, and, what it, from that on? I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that, that that calls for some level of. Speculation beyond what uh, you know, what, what we're equipped for here tonight on this program. So, um, okay. all right, you know, I mean, that we can we can address that with Pastor Langford or others as, uh, well, as well. It does say that when the Lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and that is where Jesus Christ is going to return, and He's only going to do it once. All right, and and with them were the hunt were the. Uh, 144,000 that were redeemed from the earth. I, that, I just, that's the only call her, I can you, find where... Go ahead. You know, I, I just think that what we're delving into right here is a little bit of, of scripture that's not 100% contextually accurate. I, I'm not sure exactly if we, we really don't have the time, and, and I'm not blowing you off here, but we don't have the time to really no, get no. into this. You know, I just think that this is this is above and beyond what we um, the, the theme of the program, but but uh, by all means, well, you know, certainly address this with Pastor I, Langford. You know, I really I appreciate guess, that. Doug, what what I'm po- trying to make a point is that people think that you know, like, hey, it's going to get, it's not just going to get bad; it's going to get worse than bad. Oh, it's going to get ugly. You got that right. Beyond it. Yeah. Beyond and people and people just, think that they're going to survive this? Come on. You know, I mean, or not, I mean, not survive this. People think they're, they're going to be get, you know, raptured out of here. Um, hey, I, I hope that's the case, but bottom line is I don't think so. Um, and, and an argument can be made rationally on both sides, uh, to support both sides, but I think there's only one accurate, one accurate aspect of the, uh, of that, and, uh, that's subject to so much debate and divisiveness that it's just, it's ridiculous that it's based to, to get involved in the... So the bottom line is, the bottom line is that Jesus Christ is our only answer. Amen. End of story. That's all that's we need it. to know. I mean, that's, that's the end of the story. Yeah. Thank you, Caller, thank, you guys. thank you, brother. Thank you. 
Yeah, and and you're right. That that's 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 the that's the bottom line end of the story. That's what matters. If you we've dedicated ourselves to to the to Jesus Christ as opposed to uh, uh, some cultish moon, moon god or some cow, cow or pig or whatever might be the the small g god. Um, that's all that matters. And and we have to and, and see. That's why Joe. That to me, this is why Christians represent such a big threat to the globalist Luciferian satanic power brokers that, that are because they want to distill the Christianity down into this all-inclusive initiative. Oh boy, everyone can come into heaven. It's all, you know, it's all sing kumbaya. Come on, come on. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to know that the, the occult, the satanic worship, the Luciferians all steeped in this, uh, in this mess and it's the, uh, really the plans of the devil. We are going to first time caller Kyle next. Kyle, thanks for calling. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi guys, nice to talk to you for the first time. Nice to be talked to for the first time. Thanks, brother. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right. What's up? Yeah, um, uh, I was watching the news today and I didn't know if you guys had talked about this earlier, but, um, seen something about an Israel satellite. There's some sort of like Facebook satellite that got attacked recently. Did you guys hear anything about this? No, it's nothing to do with a Facebook uh, SpaceX or um, what do they call it here? Uh, it's, it's, it's a communication it satellite a Facebook that was satellite them stuff into South Africa. Never made it off the uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket mm-hmm. um, explodes at Cape Canaveral. Went boom. Blowing up um, Facebook's $100 million internet satellite. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a mess on on you know yeah, but 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 that was the uh, the initiative by the Facebook uh, what's his face uh, Zuckerberg Zuckerberg right now he says he's going to focus I on see. drones, you know and what it was intended to do was it was it, it was intended to, to to be up there in geosynchronous orbit with the Earth to, uh, so that uh, individuals in South Africa can get fa- access Facebook via their their um, phones. I see, it, but yeah, when I seen that, I was just like, "Wow!" Like it, to me, it looked like a, a deliberate attack, almost like sabotage in a way. But I don't know really too much about it. I was hoping to get your guys' input on it. What you guys thought about it? Yeah, it, it, you know, you know what? Anything's possible. I don't know. Um, that's yeah. what happens when you sit on sit on a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, liquid rocket fuel or solid, I shouldn't say liquid, <laughs> solid rocket fuel. You know, right. I mean, you, you take that chance. Uh, I think this is right. the second one that kind of hit the hit the dust. So bit the dust. I see. Yeah, and uh, just one more thing, like this whole PC movement that's that's just getting out of control. Like tolerate everything, tolerate evil, basically. I was wondering, like, is there any way, like, for us as Christians and us as believers, to kind of use their game against them? Like, they're all about, oh, you can't say this, can't say that, but, like, okay, well, what if you say, you know, something against us? Can't we be like, well, that's intolerant to us? Like, use their own game against them, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're trying to to pull this fast card on us and, and single us out, but... You know what? What? What's to say we can't we can't throw it back in their face and and be like, well, well see, what about you? Ca- Don't ca- be a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? I, I I do, and I love the way you're thinking because, but but here's the problem with this. Okay, they have had years, yeah. decades to organize and to get very well refined. Oh, They're well funded. You know, so oh, sure. here we are. Although we can win on the numbers, we are not as 
is refined in terms of our um, approach. So, what, because right. many people are, are are fighting, it's it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It really is. And Kyle, if I could cry on your shoulder for a second there, you know, I've never seen a group of individuals, and I'm talking about Christians right now, who who, who mm-hmm. pre- present the most stinking rotten excuses for inactivity, the, the most poor yeah. excuses, and and then they will shoot their wounded. Just to stand on the shoulders or on the backs of those wounded, just to get get you know that much taller than the rest of the crowd. What a bunch of hypocrites! Yeah. What a bunch of lying hypocrites! Yeah, just, in, just to just yeah. to feel like they're not like well, if I if I just uh, play play the you know nonchalant card, you know, hopefully this will you know I won't be oppressed or whatever, you know. That it's like they're they're not even like standing up and being like well. You know, all these people are trampling all over us, and what what do we have to say? We're just going to cower in the back background and then not say anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it frustrates well, me to yeah. go in. Like, I, I feel I feel I your you. frustration, your righteous indignation. You know, when you when you first started <laughs> ranting and raving <laughs> at the beginning, that, that's how I feel every day. Like, I don't know. I, I I live in a very oppressive like witchcraft based town in a way. Like, there's there's a lot of. Mm. Uh, witchcraft and undercurrent in this town i don't know like if god called me to live here for a certain reason but uh but yeah like i try and talk to people like co-workers and such about these things i hear them talk about politics and i'm just like like really i try and state my case and they're just like well that's racist that's this that's that i'm like what i have not a racist mm-hmm. bone in my body <laughs> like how can you just like just go along with this pc like not even thinking for yourself you're just going along with these Zombie puppet head, you know. I don't know. Tavistockian, Tavistockian programming to to condition ourselves yeah. to 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 be so afraid of saying anything that would make us. Yeah, you but know, yeah, so they're using PC. fear against us for sure. You know, they're yeah. they're they're using the devil's tactics. They're using fear to to make everybody, even if people think. You know, well, maybe he's got a point. Maybe that's right. They're they're afraid to say anything. It's like they're afraid, right. like the government's gonna like call them up and be like, "I heard that," and then like kick down their door or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there is a, a spirit of fear that we should not succumb to. That, that uh, and I understand yeah. that. Look, I, I, have, you know, somebody calls me a racist or a bigot or a homophobe or a xenophobe. Uh, I mean, hey, you know. um it happens, but 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 that's a yeah. pretty fallacious argument, and it, it, it's a yeah. It, it, but, but see, and and we've we, we've had we've had uh, people who advertise or going to advertise on our program says, well, I'm not going to do it because you guys uh, you guys take a take a really hard stand on on homosexuality. We we have to appeal to a broad base of people, and we can't advertise with you because of your stance on homosexuality. In fact, last year, uh, we got a $75,000 annual hit. Well, we never, it wasn't a hit because we never had it, but, but, uh, you know, the advertisers said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And there are multiple advertisers that were under one umbrella. Same. Doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that, that's but, another but, thing yeah. that, that I'm kind of afraid of is like, I have a feeling like they're gonna they're they're gonna poke and prod at us to the point where somebody's gonna lash out and then they're gonna be like, see, see what he did? Christians are radical, and then they're oh, just yeah. gonna you know go all out with that. I I, fe- I have a feeling like that's one of their tactics. 
like like right now everything's cool and calm and like we're we're in the we're in the right stance as far as what we're doing. But uh-huh. I have a feeling like they they just keep pushing us, pushing us, pushing us until somebody's going to snap and it's all going to be bad. You know what I mean? And I just have a feeling like we we all need to like think tactively and and think very, you know, be harmless as doves and wise as serpents on how we approach this. And we just need to keep at it and, and get as many people together as we can and, you know, just try and try and make a movement. Not like go out in the streets and march with, you know, guns blazing and everything, but there's got to be a way. There's so many people that are waking up. There's got to be a way we can do this. And we're not we going to change the world. Thing. We know in prophecy, you know, we know in prophecy it's all going to go down like this. So, but we are we supposed do? to stand in the gap. You know, we are supposed to stand in the gap for as long as we can, you know, and there are a lot of That's people right. that are waking up. So, I don't know. Well, God bless you. That's all I have to say. You, you, you said yeah. a lot of great stuff. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Thanks Kyle. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a first time caller. Great call. Great call. All right. Want to uh, touch on this story before we go to the next caller? Lib- uh, the most unhinged liberal reaction to Trump's immigration speech. The liberals did not like Donald Trump's immigration speech in Arizona. Here are some of the examples of the un- most unhinged responses. Many from journalists. Some even attacked the angel moms, parents whose children have been killed by illegal immigrants. Here's a uh, Mark Mac- McKinnon. Uh, he re- replied to a tweet, Trump sur- uh, surrounded the Phoenix stage by angel moms who say their kids were murdered by illegal immigrants. This is pretty much a hate rally. A Joy Reid, I've never heard anything so aggressively ethno-nationalist complete with ideological and assimilation screening. Joy Reid again, the way they call people illegals, so dishumanizing. Dishumanizing? Dishumanizing. Okay. Well... Um, Wow, this is the first plane rally I've ever seen televised in my life, according to Chris Marvel. Uh, Black Girls Rock said, I'd say this was the most racist speech I'd ever heard, but I've never listened to Hitler. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. This is pretty bad. Um So what they're doing here is these angel moms were brought up on stage by Donald Trump. These were mothers of... Uh, people who are killed by illegal immigrants and they are just attacking Trump and these mothers of uh, angel moms saying this was all racist a clan meeting and hate groups so what do you, what do you guys think about that yeah um, so it's well it's ridiculous I mean the whole thing is ridiculous well what do you think about this the according to Cheryl Atkinson the US uh, rescue team was on its way to Benghazi but was turned back. Uh, evidence is overwhelming that the U.S. had uh, rescue teams ready to go during the 2012 Benghazi attacks, but someone, and it's believed to be maybe the Muslim in chief himself, turns well, said, no, you're not going to go. And But, but you know, Cheryl, what, what, what's not reported here from Cheryl Atkinson is this. Why would they turn that back? Why would they turn rescue teams back? Well, there's a lot of speculation, but it's my personal, well-informed, researched opinion based on talking to intelligence people. The reason is they knew this was a proxy attack by Russian forces against the uh, ISIS supporting, or the at the time there was no ISIS, but the uh, Muslim supporting attack groups 
that were being that were backed by Russia, but they didn't know exactly what they were getting into, and they didn't know they expected uh, they expected this attack. This was a, a very well coordinated, well planned attack. People have to understand that. So it it when I I'm not and this in no way is protecting Obama at all. But what what I'm saying is this shows foreknowledge that uh, um, and it had nothing to do. Folks it had nothing to do with security. Um, at least at the embassy level. So, all right, I just want to throw that in there, in addition to your revelation as well. We only got a few minutes before the break, so I'm going to just hit a couple of headlines here, uh, and then we'll come back and, and take the rest of the phone calls. Mainstream media, defeat Trump by attacking his supporters. First Jeez. they come after you, then they target your family, then your business then your relationships. It is no secret the mainstream media has decided that the threat presented by the possibility of a Donald Trump president presidency is so grave that it has suspended even the illusion of objectivity. Writing in the New York Times, a, a columnist by Jim uh, Ruttenberg granted permission to his fellow journalists to throw out the textbook of American journalism that it has been using for the better part of a half century and approach it like nothing you have in your career. And they go on to say that the what is happening here is there are hundreds of examples that show how media has been attacking Trump, and not only Trump, but Trump's former doctors. The New York Post even put an article up about, uh, in 1964, how this African-American lady couldn't rent an apartment because uh, of her race and blamed Trump, even though he was only 18 and didn't even own a building. Um, another example is uh, Trump's doctor over-medicated patients who died in his care from the Daily Beast, the Washington Post, the contractor that designs Ivanka Trump's clothes does not offer a single day of maternity leave. And it just goes on. The Trump attacks, uh, the attacks on Trump supporters extend even beyond Trump relatives to include bizarrely the relatives of supporters. And it sums up um, the article nicely here in the end where it says that... Bring it on. Bring it on is what I say. Not only... um, there's another tactic employed by the mainstream media that's inversely related to punishing Trump supporters, rewarding Hillary Clinton supporters. Of course. And then there's paragraphs of examples as well as news articles that, that show examples. Like if you search Google for Republicans back Hillary, there are dozens of big time, big name Republicans supporters of Hillary Clinton. Um, but if you search Democrats back Trump, you'll get an article from January in from the Toledo Blade that goes to show the censorship um, covering up the narrative of Democrats backing Trump. Uh, that goes back into the Google uh, censorship and whatnot. And um, we're right up against the break now. It's going to hit the story. We'll hit it on the other side. Or do we have a minute left? I got a... You see that? Yeah, it's a little... Uh, we got a minute. Okay, good. So, we got, yeah, there's a little box uh, covering the time clock there. Um, I guess Clinton got out of bed to make a speech sometime this week, uh, yesterday, and she said, treat cyber attacks like any other attack. As president, I will make it clear that the United States will treat cyber attacks just like any other attack. We will be ready with serious political, economical, and military responses. This in response to the WikiLeaks releases of her information. She calls it a cyber attack, yeah. and she will bring the full force of the military to respond to future cyber attacks. We're going to clean up the office tomorrow, or the studio, that is. Tomorrow, Jack Cashel will be in studio with us. What a great job, or what a great uh, episode that'll be. Maybe we can get him to clean up 
No, no, we're 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 going to just uh, give them coffee at Purple Sticks. Uh, folks, stay with us for our final segment, Hagman Report, coming at you. Saddle for battle. Battle for battle. Final segment here tonight. Yes, final segment with your calls. Thanks for calling in. We want to get to as many as possible, but uh, we also want to, uh, yes, it should be concise and, of course, on topic. Before we get to the calls, legal experts say that allowing DHS to secure and, and, and secure elections would set a dangerous and even unconstitutional, dangerous precedent, and it's unconstitutional. Now, for those of you uh, residing outside of Hattiesburg, uh, you know, and within Hattiesburg or outside there that uh, that need a little bump on the Constitution or that still write in crayon and, and you know, whatever. Um, Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution recognizes the authority of the states to regulate the times, places, and dates, manner, manners of elections, right? Uh, just go back to civics lessons or, or what, 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 you know, in my day, what was it called? The government, whatever. But, but look, DHS oversight is, you cannot, the, this is improper because there is nothing here within the state's voting systems that falls under the auspices of pieces of critical infrastructure that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security suggests they can prevent and protect uh, pr- protect from hackers. Now, it would set a dangerous precedent. Uh, the Department of the DHS does not have the legal authority to interfere with state election systems without their permission. They've got to be invited in, and even at that, that there's a question about the, the legal, legality of such action. And this is a, a very dangerous precedent. And you know, before I was thinking, oh my goodness, back in, back in 2001 or 2002, I thought, yeah, what a great idea for DHS. What a great idea. What a great idea. Are you kidding me, man? Somebody should have just smacked me upside the head. And I wish they would have. And, and really sat me down and said, look, this is, this is a bad idea. And so I'll admit that I was a traditional Republican brainwashed neocon that was not awake back in uh, 2001. And, and the, I'm not hiding that. But now, you know, just like generally speaking, when you're in college, you know, you, you, you lean to the left uh, and you're a communist basically and you're, because of the putrid uh, stench of uh, teachings, the, the collegiate teachings from the likes of Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn and, and these, these, uh, um, these morons that, that you know from Rutgers and other universities who say, "Well, we you know, we we have to we have to watch what we say because we don't want to offend you. We don't want. Plus, we're going to give you a safe spot. So, in case somebody, in case you get your feelings hurt, we'll protect you. We'll give you a safe zone. Okay. Well, this this is well beyond that. See, see, in the real world, there is no up. safe zones. No, no, you know, no, there there is, and it's no. it's in it's in mommy's. Uh, Mommy's uterus. Wait a minute. No, that's not safe anymore either from the reaches of the forceps held by the uh, satanic blood sacrificial anti-life killer murderous Planned Parenthood people in my view. Go on. 
Uh, you're exactly right. Let's go back to the phones. We got a few first time callers. We're going to take, uh, Joanna from Texas first. Thanks for holding, Joanna. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, good evening, guys. Um, first hey, of all, I want to say God bless you for your show. Thanks. And God bless you for having a show that allows me to say the word God and Jesus. And when it comes to, when it comes down to it, every problem that we have as a nation is that we have lost touch with spirituality the spirituality part of of God we have 350,000 church buildings and I'm not even sure of the number of people that are attending church meetings on Sundays but if if that were enough wouldn't our, wouldn't our nation be more Christian? Yes. Does that make any if sense? Were enough. Yeah, if what was emanating from the pulpits of those 350,000 buildings would mm-hmm. be the biblical uh, standard of, of biblical uh, teachings, yes. Be, because you're right, as Steve Quayle always says, there are no political solutions to spiritual problems, and we are, as a nation, spiritually bankrupt. And you're exactly right. right. And, and, and the failure, in, in our view anyway, in my view, the failure comes in large part from the pulpit's lack of of um, emphasis on, on the strong biblical teaching. While, while many are welcoming, um, um, they're, they're, they're saying, okay, well, you know, it's law that two guys can get married. It's okay. We have to become more tolerant and inclusive. No, we don't. That's a it's, lie from the pit of hell. It's it's about greed. It is about yes. the spirit of greed. That's right. Where pastors are more concerned with filling the pews and getting the tithes so that they, they can build bigger churches and have better programs. And none of that is going to work without a move of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And, you know... I've been awake for for about four years now, um, and slowly, you know, learning and listening and um, doing a lot of research on my own. And now I don't even like pay attention to what's happening on on a regular news broadcast. But um, but there are so many Christians that have that turn against other Christians. <laughs> there is so much inter Christianity. Fighting going on. That's right. That it's almost impossible for the Holy Spirit to move in any of these places. That's right. When the focus is more on on how much money can we how much money can we make how much bigger can we grow our church? I actually right. became an I, I actually became ordained in 2015 in April. Um, that's my. <laughs> other wow. job. I'm also a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling my son. Um, you know, we had to pull him Good out. For you. That's great. That's great. We had to pull him out of the school system, and we are uh, we're in the Cypher School District here in Texas, which is supposedly or used to be one of the best school districts. And um, it grew so fast that. Um, the the schools became 
overcrowded. The tax, you know, they did, they weren't getting as much taxation as they needed to hire the proper number of teachers. Um, and they say that they are not teaching the common core, quote, um, curriculum. But they are teaching the common core curriculum. They're just calling it something else. Um, when my son was in first grade, okay, I'm both my husband and I are college educated and we could not understand his math homework. And I am one of many, many parents that I've talked about this with. Um, they've just, they've taken the common core curriculum, they've twisted it up and um, called it another name. And the public school system needs to be back in the hands of the local jurisdictions. I, I well, yeah, I I agree. This common core crap that's out there, and, and I'm sorry, that's that's just what it is. Is this uh, is the globalist way of really perverting our young children? I mean, if if you if people really understood what common core was all about, mm-hmm. and the the I mean, you you you. You went through. I mean, you looked at it, and you said it didn't make any sense. You couldn't understand it, right? And I'm sure it, it, you're. you're... Go ahead. And I, you know, I do a lot of my ministry on Facebook and on YouTube, and a lot of, especially the generation that is just before me. I just turned forty, but it seems like the generation that came just underneath me are kind of the result of this transformation in our education right. system. That's right. And there, it, the way that history has been twisted, and it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. hard to have conversations yeah. with people sometimes because they are so set in their mind that because they learned it in school and the teach, you know, whatever the teacher said was, you know, totally true. And, and see, that's why I give you a lot of credit because for homeschooling your children, or those people who homeschool their children, yourself included, taking the initiative to to extract the uh, the youth of today out of these brainwashing uh, uh, sanitariums. I I don't know how else to describe them, but but these 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 ridiculous. Um, Concepts like Common Core, and of course, you know the revisionist history that we're that we're faced with, and and pretty soon, you, you know, um, well, and and these school policies. My goodness, don't dare send your son or daughter to a school, and they happen to draw a picture of a gun by you know uh, doodling uh, on right. a piece of paper. My goodness, they're going to be you know tossed out and suspended and put into therapy, and the parents, you, you'll be you know made to go undergo sensitivity training and, and I mean people think that this is ridiculous it's not, it's happening all across the, the country so we have to, just as and, and thank you, because just as you are teaching your, your you, you have a home school set up there, we mm-hmm. need to, to do the same thing, to become independent from the system that is enslaving us and that includes the, whether it's a TSA or Common Core, the school district whatever it might be, we have to get out of that system but you know, honestly, in my heart, I I wonder how much longer USA is, United States of America is going to exist. Hmm. 
we have become so much like, okay, like at the fall of the Roman Empire, uh, when people were were so greedy and um, self-serving, and they, you know, got overtaken by another power just because they let their guard down. And our guard has been down for a long time. And now all of these demonic entities have moved in. And now you have an entire nation of people who doesn't, who don't even understand that there is a spiritual realm and that there are these things going on around you that you don't see. And you can't fight that with worldly. Um, no, you can't. You can't shoot a gun at it because no, you need to be prayed up and right. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it breaks my heart. Because I'm, I'm sitting here and my son is 10. And, you know, I, one of the reasons I did pull him out was because, um, he was one of the kids that wasn't talking much, falling behind, his grades were a little low, oh, he has ADD, he has ADHD, um, try him on this medication, try him on that medication. Um, you know, these medicines that were making him, literally making him sick, making him ill. And, it was that was after after second grade hmm. um you know i knew in my heart it was time to to get him out huh. and not only that because, but i have a spiritual sense that the us as we know it is about to undergo a, basically a split i believe well, that russia split, is about have. to take advantage of our weaknesses if that makes any Russia, sense. China. Yeah, you know, I, I think, of course, as a nation, the, the America is a huge nation, uh, 320 mm-hmm. million people population-wise. Um, certainly I can see where, because we've been dumbed down, weakened, and made to fight amongst ourselves, it can right. get so bad where, you know, uh, we're ripe for the picking by any nation with a uh, formidable force. And, 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 yeah, I believe that, that to be the case. And even, you know, I've, there's so many people that I talk to that are still so just blinded to thinking that, you know, things are going to continue on the way they are. That's right. And that and every person I ask, do you really think that things are better now than they were a year ago or five years ago? There's mm-hmm. no one can, that can say things are a whole lot better. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm taking a break from doing the bills right now. Where, where I remember, <laughs> I remember a time when I could do the bills and we'd still have, you know, a little bit of leftover and at the end. And now, you know, my husband who has a, he has a really good paying job and uh-huh. we're scraping by. Everyone is. And, and that's, that's, I mean, I shouldn't say everyone. That's you represent the majority of people in America today, and, and the divide among the the people who live like we do and those people who have the ton, tons of money um, is getting greater and greater. And you know, so is the resentment too. Uh, so right. is that uh, you know that 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 difference between the haves and the have-nots, or the that and that you know, it's it's an assault. It's a war against the middle class. I think people need to understand too that the divide the divide here is against the middle class, and that's who's suffering. And of course, the lower class is you know will be just just they're expendable. 
but the middle classes, the, the movers and shakers, the people who are the employed, the people with jobs like, you know, like uh, your family, you're, you're employed, right. write, write the bills out and find out that you got too much a month for your money, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and this is a, even work. Yeah. We continue to cut back, and we can cut back and cut back, and and still the bills get, and everything gets more and more expensive. And mm-hmm. I remember being able. I mean, even five years ago, going to a grocery store and being able to buy a certain amount of groceries for like seventy five dollars, where now it's a hundred fifty for the same amount. Oh, yeah. And then on you know mainstream media, they're saying that there's no inflation. Yeah. I, I, I Life don't, is great. I, I mean, it shocks me how many people have been dumbed down. And it scares me because there are other, you know, there are other countries that are taking note of this. I think I really do have a, a sense that Russia is going to make a move sometime around either between the actual election process or in that time frame between the election and inauguration. Mm. And whether it be Trump or Hillary, oh dear Jesus, I'm sorry, but I just, (laughs) I just, I'm just thinking back. I never thought Obama would, that people would actually elect him, and they (laughs) did. (laughs) <laughs> or realize them for crying out loud, yeah. And now there, uh, now there's people who are uh, now they're saying that Hillary is really likely to be elected with mm-hmm. all of the the clear evidence. All I mean with Benghazi, I mean, and her stuff goes back. I mean, bef- you know, uh, before the, I was born. Sure. She's, yeah, it goes uh, back yeah. to the seventies. You know, I mean, right and. <laughs> And I just, I I remember Obama being elected the second time. I actually, I had a brain tumor and <laughs> was out I mean, of the hospital real? first. Oh, for yeah, real? I had a, I, it was a weird freak of nature thing that happened. I had a, a tumor removed from my right frontal lobe. I was out of the hospital in a week, and the day I was let out of the hospital was election day. And <laughs> the first place I went, even before going home as we went to the polls. Just just on faith that there would be some possibility, you know, of Obama being out of office. Mm -hmm. And I really thought, I mean, surely at this point enough people know how much much has been done to us. And then they still reelected him. Or did sure. and now I'm now I'm learning. Did they really elect him, or are the, are the polls fixed? Or I mean, well, are we really? Look, are we really look, a, I mean, what what was his opposition? What was the you know? I mean, look at that. There were two global SPs in the pod, basically at the you know in, in, in uh, twelve. So right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. Uh, but in both I think Russia yeah. is going to I I think they are going to make their move. I you know from I've dug very deep into this. Um I'm not saying that I'm an expert, but um I do know how to read and comprehend and listen and um when you look into Putin's background, even though he is um 
a, a lot of the mainstream portray him as being communist KGB. He actually has very deep Russian Orthodox Christian roots. Um, you can call me crazy for much saying about that, but I've <laughs> but this is a lot of what I've looked into. That he is more of he reflects Christianity more than our president in many many ways. Yes, I think he he's going to use that. To his advantage. Or at least that's the way it's reported. And right. I don't know that, you know, they're trying to tie, um, Trump to Putin and, and WikiLeaks to Putin by saying that, uh, he's a Russian plant, but those are just more tactics by the mainstream media. Joanne, I want to thank you for your call. We got to move on. We only got a few minutes thank left you to so take much. the and remainder God bless of you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. God bless you thank too. You. Thank you. God bless. All right, we got three callers left, Dennis, Josh, and Tom. We're going to get to these three before the end of the show, so let's try to do this as quickly as possible. We're going to go to Dennis in Illinois. You're first up, live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Yes, uh, I, I, uh, a while ago, that guy in Montana, he was talking about uh, all the refugees and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, if, if you look at uh, what uh, Eleanor Roosevelt did, when she was appointed to what well, I don't know, ambassador or whatever to to the UN, okay, she passed a thing through the UN that was it was Social Security, and I was just reading the other day that uh, being so uh, we're, we have, we're a member of the UN, we have a covenant with them. Uh, we we're we're more or less obliged to uh, take in the refugees and supply them with all this stuff that, that we're giving them. I mean, they're making, what, 32000 a year or something like that? But, yeah, I mean, not, that, sure. that's all you... It, it's all UN. It, it's it's not even our government. It's it's the UN that's doing it. Anyway, yeah. I was just going to make a comment on that. That was all. Well, thank you for your call, Dennis. And uh, all we have to do is look to Germany to their um, immigrant immigration crisis and uh, what's happening with Angela Merkel, and look around here in the U.S. and we see how the veterans are treated and and how many homeless we have in in the cities. But yet, these people are being given you know free housing and and um, you know EBT cards and whatnot, and we we don't even take care of our own yet. We're taking care of these other people, and it's just going to create well, more of a, a Nasty situation. No, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I was just ready. I think it was uh, it was redone in '99. Uh, I think it was. But uh, I was just reading it, and yeah, down around the uh, paragraph 38 and 34, around in there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I was like blown away by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your call, anyway. Dennis. We have to move on. Um, All right. You have a great night. Thanks for holding. God bless you, bye. God bless you too, bye. All right, we got up next Josh in Arizona. Josh, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey guys, good to talk to you. Again. Um, good yeah, to talk to. To make it quick. Oh yeah. Um, just to make it real quick, first I want to say two things, guys. Thank you just for your attitude uh, towards Christianity. You know, we we Christians have. A lot of very important stuff to do, you know, like, you know, uh, witnessing to people. And, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of your guests are post-trippers, but 
frankly, that's not something worth fighting over, you know? It, it's either pre, post, mid, or not at all. It's one of the four positions. And, okay, can we move on? We got, we had stuff to do, not, you know, fight over the timing of the rapture. Uh, so I just, I appreciate your attitude of just like, hey, you know what, we can disagree on this. It's not that big of a deal. If I was a non-Christian, seeing Christians fight amongst each other, you know, I'd be giving hell a second look. You know, just <laughs> just because the way we fight over the silliest stuff, you know, it's not that important. It'll be one or the other. Anyway, uh, the second thing is, uh, Doug, you were getting a little, uh, a little wound up earlier. I mean, you do kind of frequently, but... I would like to uh, encourage you in that. Uh, someone pointed out to me a while ago, and it just came back to me. Uh, you know, we are commanded all throughout the Bible, fear God. Well, what does that mean? You know, and you try and explain that to you know non-believers. Oh, no, it's not like we are fearing of being punished, but we don't really often know what it means. Well, it turns out the Bible in Proverbs defines it for us. Proverbs 8.13, I had to go look this up. It's the voice, uh, the personified voice of wisdom herself speaking, and wisdom says, to fear God is to hate evil. And, you know, uh, other stuff, you know, evil deeds and uh, perverse speech. So, really, when you get wound up about, like, oh my gosh, can you believe what they're doing? That's just evil. That is, in fact, biblically, fearing the Lord. So, you know, don't, you know, Jesus, Jesus well, thanks, thanks for validating my anger, right? I mean, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's not it's not. Look, it's it's a to me, and and I'm not surprised by stuff happening out there. Some somebody says, "Well, how, you know, why are you surprised?" Somebody sent me an email. Well, why are you surprised about this? I'm not surprised. I'm angry. No, sir. Yeah. Okay. You know, Jesus walked in and he was flipping tables. He wasn't like, "Hey, guys, stop it!" You know, he he was angry. He drove them out with a whip. You know, we should be hating evil. Absolutely. We do need to stand against and resist evil at every turn. Josh, I want to thank you for your call. Sorry, we got to cut you short. We got one more call to get to, and we got about two minutes. Keep up the good work. Thanks for the call. Have a good night. uh, Tom in New York. Tom, you got about two minutes. Thanks for holding. Hey, guys, I'll talk quick. Uh, First of all, thanks. for the, the um, just for your time and your privilege to have this show. Um, all I have really where I live is uh, the internet. So you know, having shows like you guys on YouTube and some other people I watch is just a true blessing. I wouldn't have as much fellowship or uh, information and wisdom without you guys. And the new uh, the new YouTube stuff looks great. Everything's streaming great here in New York. Um, and I got to agree with I think what Ted Brewer and some others have said that you guys really do have one of the most intelligent audiences. I've been listening to a lot of the callers tonight, making some great points, and uh, so I thank you also for letting us call in, so we get to kind of have a little fellowship with one another and hear some different ideas and bounce some things off each other. Um, two two quick things. One is uh, the guy that was talking about the immigrants in Montana coming there and and that we're giving them all the benefits. I'll just say I'm about the same age as Joanna that called around age 40. And uh, recently I fell on hard times. I went to get some food stamps, and they told me that anyone between 18 and 45 that doesn't have children can't have any food stamps unless they can go out and prove that they're trying to find work 30, 40 hours a week. 
and I live in the middle of the country with no car, uh, so it's pretty hard to go out and hunt for jobs. There's nothing really within walking distance. So I was turned down um, for that and for some help with housing uh, when it was minus 20 last March. But uh, So I guess my only choice, my only hope might be to uh, move over to Syria, convert to Islam, and then maybe write Barack Obama and see if he'll let me come back over here and get some benefits. <laughs> There you um, go, Tom. That's one way of uh, trying something different. <laughs> so but the, I just want to give you guys a quick scripture for the night, um, for everybody out there, uh, for anybody who may feel like they don't have you know, something to do or they have some extra time on their hands and maybe feel like there's nothing that they can do to serve the Lord. Um, the scripture is Hebrews 13.3. It says, Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. And there's a lot of people in prison, uh, Christians that have been put in there falsely or been given ex extremely large amounts of time that maybe could use some letters or some prayers. And, uh, you know, it could happen to any of us at any time, especially anybody who's outspoken about politics and, and Christianity. So uh, I'm sure that there's some sites out there um, you can go Amen, on, Tom. And, uh, hey, we, you've you taken know, us to the very end of the program. God bless hey, you and thanks thank for you. The, thanks for your time. Tomorrow, Jack Cashel in studio. God bless each and every one of you. Till tomorrow. Have a good night.